Hi, I would like to begin the episode by thanking some folks. Folks like Moonborn, Adam Horton, Nick, Simon Pender, and Interparty Conflict. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and uh, helped us out. Uh, go there, check out the tiers, see what fits for you. There's cool stuff there, we think. And uh, maybe you will be thanked sometime later. Uh, I mean, you obviously get our thanks now, of course. Uh, yeah, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is Games Club Podcast. And uh, this week, little buddy, we're talking about Sam and Max Save the World, which was developed mm-hmm. and published by Telltale Games for the PC, Xbox 360, and Wii uh, uh, between 2006 and 2007. Because it's episodes. Baby. Remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah, this episode was executive produced by uh, our patron Cinderelf. Uh, and uh, just real quick, shout out to Cinderelf. They've got a comic. Uh, if you go to Cinderelf, that's S I N D R E L F dot com forward slash dog of death, mm-hmm. uh, you can find this comic, which is about uh, the, the, the Egyptian god of death, Anubis, being kind of reincarnated as a purse dog. Ooh. And it's super cute and <laughs> really great art. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so how? there's going to be, uh, you know, a Kickstarter uh, for this. Keep an eye out mm-hmm. uh, for that. Yeah. Um, you know, it looks like you can link to, uh, you know, it's coming soon, the yeah. the one for number three. So you can link to that uh, on the website. A comic about a dog. Very, uh, very apropos. Yeah. Uh, Cinder Elf is, uh, is, is a, uh, uh, you know, a, a stalwart community member. Uh, mm-hmm. Frequently, frequently writes in for the dispatch episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and the uh, the comic is very cute, mm-hmm. so I'd recommend uh, checking it out. Yeah. So there's a reaction gif you can get. Mm-hmm. Just, it's pretty <laughs> pretty menacing. I like it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> He's mad. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. Speaking of dogs. Speaking of dogs, uh, we're talking about we're talking about the Sam and Max game finally. Uh, yeah. This is a uh, this is a point and click adventure game uh, where you play as a uh, an anthropomorphic dog named Sam, uh, and indirectly as his partner, a hyperkinetic little uh, rabbit thing uh, named Max, uh, and uh, you are freelance police uh, tasked with uh, solving wacky mysteries and kind of a uh, twisted cartoon version of America. Yes. 
Uh, and this is a kind of a point and click adventure game, you know, very much in that LucasArts mold, like the original Sam and Max uh, mm-hmm. when they hit the road. Um, but this is, you know, since this is the Telltale reboot, which we'll talk about, uh, it's pretty different. You're still solving puzzles by talking to people, kind of finding items in the environment and using them at the right places. Uh, but it's not nearly as complex. Right. Um, you are not picking from a series of verbs. You just have context dependent, you know, clicks, uh, and you're not combining items in your inventory. And probably the, the biggest thing is the much limited, much more limited scope. Yes. Like the thing that I kept thinking about this as an, as an adventure game was that it illustrates, uh, in a lot of ways, the, the key elements of an adventure game, mm-hmm. you know, like the, 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 the basic food groups of it. Yeah. And, uh, one of them is that too much conservation of detail is the enemy of the adventure game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked about that with, uh, when we talked about the Mac venture games way back in the day yeah. with item craft. Yes. You know, uh, this has the opposite problem. If something exists, you know, you want it and you know, you'll use it. Mm-hmm. And that is 80% of solving a puzzle. Yes. Yeah. So, like, it becomes, you know, something that you can solve through heuristic, mostly. Uh, the, the, mm-hmm. there, there are, uh, like, you know, this, this is a long game. You know, it, it, is, it is six two-hour-long episodes. Uh, the, the, there are good puzzles uh, in this. But compared mm-hmm. to kind of the, you know, the classic uh, kind of era of the, 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 the genre, uh, you are kind of following a little bit more of a, uh, of a routine uh, in this. Primarily because the amount of places you can go uh, is uh, mm-hmm. is relatively small. Very, uh, very uh, a lot fewer characters that you can interact with, and there's like funny stuff to look at in the uh, in the environment, which you want to do because it gives you Sam and Max patter uh, whenever you yeah. observe something most of the time. Uh, but most of the things that you can pick up, uh, it is pretty clear what you are going to do with them. It's it's actually you know this is this is moving on to summations and stuff, mm-hmm. but it ends up being like a really fun cartoon that's a pretty lousy adventure game. Right. You know there there's some good puzzles in it, but it did not uh, even when this came out did not scratch my adventure game itch, mm-hmm. uh, and they got better at it. Yep. You know we'll we'll talk about that when we talk about the sequels to this, but this first one, which is you know worth talking about because it brought these characters back, mm-hmm. first uh, Telltale adventure game like this. Yeah. Um. You know is uh they, they didn't quite have it. No. No. Um, they do uh, keep the LucasArts ethos of making it so you can't die. Um, you cannot die. You cannot reach an unwinnable state. Um, this is not a punishing game. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of meant to be uh, meant to be gentler, giving uh, mm-hmm. giving people an on ramp, uh, kind of in to get those sweet sweet jokes. Uh, this is kind of just a, a hallmark of Telltale design. Uh, early in a uh, in, in a series, they will uh, try and do action scenes. And then they will feather those back until they're entirely gone by the mm-hmm. end. <laughs> uh, but uh, in in this one, there were uh, like in the early episodes, there were driving sequences uh, in the uh, Pears DeSoto adventure, their cool classic uh, police car. Uh, but uh, those kind of fade away because just the, those you know, are not good in adventure games by and large. Barely interactive. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they, they weren't great in full throttle. They're not great mm-hmm. here. And you had a lot of time to learn from that. Yeah. Um, we allude to this being episodic. Everybody remember that? Mm-hmm. You know, that was a big thing around the end of the, the aughts. Yeah. Everything yeah. had to be episodic. Um, 
This is uh, episodic, and what that means is each episode has kind of similar rhythms. We're going to be introducing introduced to the same characters in different roles, uh, the same things we can comment on each time that will have a new joke mm-hmm. to it, um, which gives it this kind of rhythm. Um, one of the things in, in disclosure mode, like Cole and I both play this in the worst possible way to play it. Uh, mm-hmm. I would recommend if you want to play this, which is it's a good game, like it's fun and it's funny. Uh, give yourself some real breathing room. Yeah, between the episodes. Yeah, I I put uh, I I did it one episode a day. Like when these mm-hmm. initially came out, it was months in between. It was like a like the the original release schedule was a month, um, and then yes. they kind of drifted as it went on. Yeah, I think that would be ideal. Yeah. So I I never did more than one episode in a day either, uh, but that was still a little bit too quick. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, I wasn't fully appreciating these kind of repeating gags and stuff uh, that would come because I didn't have enough like rust period. Yes. You know, between them. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because you're not going, you know, if you're trying to recreate this, you know, uh, it is mm-hmm. not going like it's not like you're going to re-release this on the original schedule. You know, it's not like a no. classic MMO server or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be yeah. very weird. Yeah. If uh, if they made me wait. It, it know, was like I got a subscription for it. Um, <laughs> I should have just like timed it out myself. Right. Right. I didn't. Yeah. The, the the intended effect, though, is kind of for this to be like a Saturday morning, you know, cartoon where the wacky neighbor has a different, you know, uh, just a fixation every week, et cetera. Right. Yeah. And the other wacky neighbor has a different fixation every week. Yes. <laughs> because Sam and Max are surrounded by wacky neighbors. Yes. Uh, inside you, there are two wacky neighbors. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh it's not just characters who are conserved there are also uh uh re- returning uh spaces you know you spend a mm-hmm. lot of time in sam and max's uh rundown neighborhood there are you know third and fourth locations that you go to uh that can be uh there that, that are different per every episode but something that is clear when you're looking at this and we'll talk about it when we talk about the development of this game uh this is a really uh kind of budget forward uh kind of uh g- kind of deal and it was criticized for that yeah. at the time as well. Yeah, it makes sense. Like this being, you know, a re- return to form for a genre that was less than popular. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the, the big thing, the, the pillars of this game are the puzzles and the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, puzzles are pretty uneven. We're going to get to them as we get to them, mm-hmm. as we talk about the episodes. Um, I think they're pretty disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's, there's not a whole lot that I was like. Hell yeah. yeah. And part of it is just my, my puzzle out for the year, you know, feeling true. true. Like these aren't hard by mm. any means, but I think that I might've, you know, smiled out loud at more of the puzzle parts of it. If, uh, if I hadn't been puzzled out. True. A true. little bit. Yeah. Uh, in general though, like I think there are no great shakes and, mm. and large, it's almost entirely because of that lack of space, like lack of, lack of objects, lack of characters, lack of locations. Mm-hmm you know, constraining the possibility space of things. Yeah. Um, What carries the game, though, the good thing is the writing. Mm -hmm. Uh, This still feels exactly like Sam and Max. If you watch the cartoon or read the comics or played Hit the Road, Mm -hmm. uh, these characters are still these characters, and they're a delight. Yeah. Uh, Any time that I can spend with Sam and Max is going to, uh, at the very least, partially be good time. Like, these are Mm -hmm. incredibly charming characters that, uh, like kind of never disappoint uh because mm-hmm. they're just really well put together <laughs> you know yes. like the, just the, the, the their dynamic is at the center of this and their dynamic is pure and good yes absolutely 
um, they're a comedy duo, mm-hmm. like in the olden times. Yeah, kind of like a vaudeville um, thing where you have a straight man and a funny man. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the uh, straight man feeds the funny man uh, uh, kind of setups. So the funny man will do punchlines, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the funny man is uh, is uh, w- wackier, a little bit less in touch with reality. Uh, but uh, kind of one of the twists here is that Sam... Uh, the, the 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 dog uh, kind of a, in a Joe Friday kind of mode classic noir detective kind of guy. Uh, he's only a little bit more with it than Max, uh, who is wildly erratic and compulsive and violent and stuff. Yeah, Max is a, is uh, an animaniac. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, like like big big animaniacs energy to a lot of this. Uh, whereas Sam is like a low key psychopath. Yes. It reminds me a little bit of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I get your dentist being slightly smarter, but also like 100% a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Com- completely morally, uh, morally bankrupt. Uh, the, yeah. the, 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 lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And th- th- they're both, uh, they're both morally bankrupt. Mm-hmm. These aren't good people. Or anything. No, no. I mean, you know? and it makes them perfect adventure game, uh, kind of protagonists, right? Exactly. You know, I think more so than yeah. kind of, kind of any of them, they hit that balance, you know, where guy rush three is kind of entirely hapless and say, uh, uh, Jimmy full throttle. God, I forget his name. What's his name? Oh boy. Well, now that you put me on the spot, <laughs> Uh, it's not Hoagie. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, the I, guy who looks like him. <laughs> I, and I, 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 I'm okay with that game. It's not my favorite, but it's not the worst. Yeah, uh, it's been a minute since I played it. Yeah, yeah, but um, but no, like, but 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 these two working together, uh, you know, are just really good adventure game protagonists, where they are both morally bankrupt and extremely self aware and genre aware. You know, yeah. Yeah. And willing to steal and do whatever needs needs of to be course. done yes. without really thinking about it. Fuck with people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and that you know they they uh they're good friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they they uh they, it's a sweet relationship. <laughs> I just um, love how I found out during the are. research of this that people ship these two characters. Yeah. And I t- tweeted about it and somebody <laughs> really really took a stranger to school uh, <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> You know, just it searched and, and found me and just really decided to give me a good talking to uh, about it. He, uh, yeah, I I don't think I think that these, they have a pure and good, uh, you know, relationship. It's very hard for me to imagine romantic in her lives uh-huh. for these characters. But people do. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, um, to me, they were just, you know, sweet friends. Yeah. You know, like uh, uh, like like a like a Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid kind of thing. Yeah, and they they yeah. just they, they they like they they've always got each other's back. They're never really at odds. Like, yes, Sam kind of acts as a bit of a limiter on Max, and Max, yeah. you know, Max kind of exists to reveal the worst side of uh, of uh, uh, of Sam. But like, mm-hmm. all of their interactions kind of always end with uh, "You crack me up, little buddy," or "Ah, sometimes you're too much." But like never yeah. actually like you know meaning it. They're just they're they're, they're yeah. just they're, they're they're buddies. They're partners. You know. It's time for us to stop being friends because you're too dangerous. <laughs> I don't respect your disrespect for human life, little buddy. You know, it's little buddy. It's it's time for us to have a talk. It's an intervention, little buddy. Yeah. You know, there's there's none of that stuff. You know. 
Um, and they're great at setting each other up for jokes, you know, because they have this kind of episodic job, you know, where they're always taking cases and because, mm -hmm. you know, Max is kind of capable of anything and Sam is just kind of always along for the ride and enabling them. Like they generally always have a gag ready to, 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 to put up there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is the, the school of humor. This is, is like very fast paced, uh, you know, if, if something doesn't stick, just wait a moment, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's not like every joke in this is laugh out loud. Amazing. Some of it's real nineties, you know? <laughs> yeah. Some of it's very nineties. There's or even, it's weird because it's, it's, you know, mid two thousands and boy, is it like, it's making fun of TV in a way that feels totally alien. <laughs> yeah, yep. Now, uh, you're just completely uh, like the targets of the time, mm -hmm. uh, in a way that can feel pretty dated. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, but it, the the cumulative effect is just very charming. Yes, like it feels like um, I think this is what people who are not me get from Nick at Night, <laughs> like this kind of warm bath, non offensive, yeah, yeah. gentle stream of nonstop jokes. <laughs> uh, it's generous of you to say that uh, Nick at Night has jokes. It you know every once in a while. I think there's something, well, the, 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 uh, the studio audience laughs sometimes. So I assume it's a joke, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think it's that funny. It's that a like, psyop, oh, man, man. The guy, yeah. The guy from all in the family is yelling at his knucklehead. Yeah. Man, his his son-in-law and he's real mad at him. Meat, 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 meathead. You know, pinko, pinko, meathead. meathead. Pinko, yeah. pinko, meathead. Pinko, knuckle, pink. Pink knuckle. <laughs> pink knuckle. He's calling him pink knuckle. That ham joint down the street? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, the, the real tuna can I got for a son of a uh, Yeah, uh, it's, uh, there, there is something very dated about it that manages to be charming, as opposed to all in the family, is yes. what I mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, these guys go back to the, they go back to the eighties, you know, they, they, yeah. they are, you know, have been established. Uh, Steve Brazell has been writing for them for a, uh, for a very long time. Uh, going to advertise for another show here. If you would like a kind of more comprehensive history of, of Sam and Max, specifically Sam and Max hit the road. Uh, I did appear on Retronauts 286 about uh sam and max hit the road uh that was from march of 2020 uh and bob mm -hmm. is a consummately good researcher and he pulled up a lot of cool stuff uh that i would not but that i would not have known how to find so if you, oh, uh, you want that crash course go there yeah you can you can tell that uh you know bob loves you more than me because you get to be on the sam and max hit the road episode and i get to be on the zach mccracken episode uh just for making the mistake of mentioning that i know zach mccracken <laughs> Uh, you know, so so yeah. I got to play the worst LucasArts adventure game. Now you know it's a mistake. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I was on. I know, I know what I'm worth. I was on. I was on Sam and Max, and I was on uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. That, that's guy. That I'm fine missing that one. Yeah, yeah. You don't have. But, uh, that, that's kind of my Zach McCracken. <laughs> yes, to me. Yeah. So uh, um, you you can check that out if you want. Well, we'll do kind of a broad, broad strokes ver version of it here too, because uh, mm -hmm. it's it's an interesting story. Uh, like Steve Purcell, uh, started Sam and Max as a, uh, kind of an indie comic back, uh, back in the eighties. Uh, like his brother was the one who kind of came up with the idea of a dog cop and a bunny cop. And he just kind of ran with it and developed it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Purcell was working as an illustrator, uh, Lucasfilm games, uh, here after LucasArts because nobody calls it Lucasfilm anymore. Um, and you know, he was making these strips, these comic books just with these wacky detective stories. Um, with a lot of humor kind of deriving from kind of like satirical depictions about how tacky American culture is, 
uh you yeah. know <laughs> like pretty pretty similar to the simpsons and kind of like kind of a lot of stuff at the at the time just uh kind of like let's say like gentle but incisive satire right yeah that's a good way to put it um so they, they ended up showing up in the lucas arts adventure newsletter which like god to get my yeah. hand on a copy of a bunch mm. of those um and these were very popular strips uh so purcell got a chance to make his own scum game which mm-hmm. you know we talked about sam and max hit the road um it is a classic uh you know lucas arts adventure game we'll probably do it at some point mm-hmm. once enough time has passed since the uh the retronauts episode we won't feel like we're stepping on steez mm-hmm. you know um and then much later lucas arts was in the process of developing a 3d follow-up to this uh, Sam and Max Freelance Police, uh, LucasArts 3D. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't want that. Pump the brakes. Yeah. yeah. So luckily, uh, they got restructured and the adventure game division was dissolved. <laughs> luckily, not all quite those luckily. talented people lost their jobs. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not luckily, but also I did not want a Grim Fandango You're right. Freelance Police. Yeah, that model would, did not work. Would have been rough. Um, but yeah. Uh, several of these LucasArts staff members are like, dang, we want to make adventure games, but LucasArts won't let us do that anymore. So they formed uh, Telltale Games. That's right. The Walking Dead company uh, to kind of independently uh, make those uh, make those games uh, and Telltale's kind of original staff and founders. Like it was largely the team that was working on uh, freelance police. So you have, uh, mm-hmm. you have Brendan Q. Ferguson, Dave Grossman. Um, legendary Dave Grossman from Monkey Island, uh, Steve Purcell, mm-hmm. you know, creator of Sam and Max. Uh, yeah, they just all went over to this new company and, you know, decided, yeah, let's let, let's do it. Let's keep Sam and Max going. Yeah. And they, they managed to get the Sam and Max part of the license, but the project couldn't be freelance police because LucasArts still had the rights. They were probably going to do like Luke and Chewie freelance police <laughs> or some horse shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they, they wouldn't let them have that. Uh, so they had to switch it to, uh, you know, to save the world. Um, and the, uh, telltale, uh, their gimmick initially was this episodic release schedule, mm-hmm. um, this kind of experiment because digital distribution, uh, was a new thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the idea was this would give them edge and kind of budgetary and PR reasons. They could also adjust so they could put on an episode and then do take that feedback and adjust episode two yes. or what have you. Um, and telltale would continue doing episodic, uh, episodic stuff until their, uh, demise, uh, many years later. Uh, yeah. so, uh, save the world was, was originally called season one. Like they were coming out, uh, you pretty confident that there was going to be more, uh, and they were right. They renamed it save the world. Uh, when, uh, the old other seasons came along and had their own, uh, kind of subtitles, uh, those, mm-hmm. those other two seasons are beyond time and space and the devil's playhouse. And those are really highly regarded, uh, specifically, uh, Bob Mackey of Retronauts, uh, says that like season three, it like playing, it will make you upset that telltale took a, t- you know, took a turn away from the classic adventure game kind of style because they figured it out, you know? It, it, it's basically uh, an adventure game. Yeah. Like it, it eliminates a lot of the problems and kind of compromises of season one mm-hmm. uh, of this. Like, I, I don't think I finished it. I think cause I was playing these when these came out, like yeah, yeah. I was excited when this, when these came out, you know, this was, this was, uh, I was contemporaneous with this yeah. and, uh, and followed them for, for quite a while. Something made me fall off. It could have just been a life circumstance, Yeah, yeah. but I remember really loving the devil's playhouse and I should go back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is because, you know, Telltale has gone through these different phases. Uh, this is their early phase when they're making scaled back bite-sized traditional adventure games with these kind of these licenses that were well-loved. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, they had this, they had Monkey Island, and then they also expanded into non-adventure game stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a Bone game. Um, there's a Homestar Runner game that's really well regarded. Oh, I love there's a Wallace and, I love uh, Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people. We yeah, probably people, won't. It's, it's got a really good reputation. We probably won't do it on the show because you're not as affectionate for Homestar Runner as I am, but uh, don't rule out a stream. Yeah, I do not get it. <laughs> but maybe that is what would make me make me get it i was just i'm just a little bit older than you that's, yeah, that's all yeah. it is um the uh and then wallace and gromit as well mm-hmm. those claymation uh fucks <laughs> those clay fucks <laughs> those, those clay those clay morons i see yeah look at me i'm scared of a penguin and i think wallace yeah. and gromit are fine i've, I, I've never got that either no? People, uh, it's like, I think I'm just supposed to like the animation, but they're no jokes. They get hurt. I get that part. Like, I understand slapstick in theory. Gary, but... The pants. The pants. No, I, I get that. And then expected. one of them is very British and very, like, understated. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the other one doesn't say anything. Right. So in comparison, like, one of them is pretty overstated. But, yeah, I've never really got Rollis and Gromit. Uh, <laughs> But but when's like the name Gromit? When's they such a specific brand of cheese, Gary? Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't like they're very British. They are extremely British, and I will give them that. I get that? I just I just need a little bit more to my humor. You know, Fleabag's real British, and that shows great. There are jokes in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, Brian. So Telltale uh, kind of started getting bigger. They they got they got ahead of steam. Uh, they started making uh, these games with bigger licenses, uh, like Back to the Future and Jurassic Park, both of which are not that great, from what I understand. People people really dislike them, even though the Back to the Future one uh, is lauded for its like voice acting. Yeah, the Jurassic Park one I think is widely considered to be the worst one, mm-hmm. uh, which gives me a morbid curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and know, also of like the big breakthrough was The Walking Dead, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that and, that, and that's there. no, no, it's fine. The, and, they, and they started. Uh, that's what kind of got them going into kind of making these more cinematic adventure games that were less about uh, puzzles uh, and more about kind of enacting these dramatic scenes and making uh, kind of uh, narrative n- n- narrative decisions. And after they hit that, mm-hmm. they started, and you know, kind of like everything was you know made uh, made out of that. Uh, and they continued hitting heavy uh, with the licenses. Like they had uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, they had Batman. Like just it, Game tell of those, Thrones. yeah, Game of Thrones. Just 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 a real interesting studio. Minecraft, which yeah. like I'm yeah. kind of joking about, but also like at that time there wasn't anything bigger that you could have fucked with from like a big money standpoint. You know, it's pretty it's pretty wild. Yeah. And a bunch of those games are like pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you play them, some of them are good. Like I stuck with them for, you know, cause I love the walking dead Yeah, stuck with these for a while and then eventually got disillusioned Yeah, uh, yeah. with them. But like, there's good stuff there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the, the wolf among us, the fables one, that's like mm-hmm. a good game. Um, you know, there, there's good shit in there. And yeah. then there's also like the Batman game that they did, which is like pretty mediocre and the game yeah. of Thrones game, which is pretty mediocre. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a weird time. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember at the time I was like Telltale's Venture Brothers. Like, let's do it. Hundred percent. Oh my god. Yeah, and I think that would work really well. Yeah. Get all they, the voice actors and stuff. They got uh they got Brock Sampson uh in for one of the uh poker games. Yeah. 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 Which uh, also uh, we have to do for Abdic Suffering at some point. Uh, we do. Of, uh, yeah. That's uh, also Cinder Elf's request. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, it's really interesting the the trajectory that Telltale went on towards moving entirely to narrative games because it makes me think about um way back in the day when we first talked to ron gilbert and he mm-hmm. talked about how adventure games are about the story 
yeah. to him. It's not about the puzzles. And I didn't, you know, I, lo- I love that man. Mm-hmm. I did not pick that up from like Maniac Mansion. Right. You know, like I, I think that is about the world and the characters and the tone, but it also very much is about what you're doing, you know, the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like it, like the adventure games caught up with, with his vision yeah. in a weird way or what he, what he felt about them, mm-hmm. you know, in a very strange, like eventually then they just became only about the yeah. story. It's and and it's very funny that he that after you know that happened. I mean, this happened pretty much right around the time that Telltale was 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 in a nosedive. Like Ron Gilbert came around and was like, "Yeah, Thimbleweed Park, fuck it." Uh, one of the most like mechanically interesting <laughs> and like yeah. you know hyper intricate puzzle based uh, uh you know adventure games. You know, yeah. I feel like Thimbleweed Park is the merge that he wanted. Yeah. Like it is mechanically uh, intricate and great, like from a puzzle design perspective, but also has a really strong story. Yes. You know, like you get that sense that like, I, I feel good for him. I figured mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this was all, you know, all Telltale was huge. Like it, it's kind of hard to overstate. There are probably people who are younger than us who got into games and didn't live through this. Yeah. But Telltale was a really big deal mm-hmm. uh, for a while. And then uh, due to some bad decisions and shitty capitalism reasons, yep. um, they just totally dissolved yep. in uh, 2018. They, you know, just, and it took everyone by surprise. It was mm-hmm. a huge story when it came out. Like, what the hell happened? Yeah. How could this happen? Because, like, they had, um, they had just recently required, like, big licenses and also announced big new projects. And that's yes. not something that you do if you're having trouble, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, big bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just a couple of years ago. Um, however, one of the co-founders, uh, Dan Connors, made something called Skunk Ape Games in 2020 with the idea of picking up on all this Telltale stuff. Yes. Like where they left off. Yeah. Uh, and their first project, they decided, hey, let's bring Sam and Max to modern systems. Um, but the engine and the assets were all uh, outdated. You know, made back in 2006. Stuff was different then. Um, and it just kind of became easier to recreate the whole thing for higher resolution. Uh, and that uh, gave us Sam and Max Save the World, uh, remastered, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is what I played Same. uh, for this. Cause yeah. it, cause it's on the switch. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually play this on switch. Ooh. It would have been a good switch game. Yeah. I yeah. played this on uh, my computer. Mm. Um, the, uh, so, you know, new art assets came with this version. Um, they even had some new music from the original composer, mm-hmm. uh, Jared Emerson Johnson. And it did really well. So Sunk Ape is working on remastering the later seasons. Uh, so we'll get the rest, you know, probably get the rest of these Sam and Max games in remastered version. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't until I was putting these, notes, putting these notes together that I saw that there is a VR Sam and Max game called This Time It's Virtual. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll have to uh, check that out. Once it uh, goes on sale and loses the uh, the VR game premium, yeah, I could see that working and being fun. Yeah. So we're going to go through this, go through all six episodes. Um, we're going to keep up some of the pace yes. for this because I don't want this episode to end up feeling like a repetitive through. and 
yeah, like kind of awkward as we're constantly resetting gears. Mm -hmm. Um, these do tell one big story Mm -hmm. as you go through, uh, but it doesn't seem that way at first. No. And this is the first time we've covered something like this, uh, in the show where we're just doing these little chapters, Mm -hmm. you know? So if we miss your favorite, you know, especially like a background gag, like you click on something in the background and Sam says something funny. Mm -hmm. No, he does. We know, uh, (laughs) we just might not mention it. Uh, I clicked on all the stuff because I, that's what I was here for. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we might miss your specific favorite and that's a good opportunity to write in. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so we open with episode one. This is called culture shock. Um, I do enjoy the opening credit sequence, kind of that monochrome of them driving down the street with the credits. Uh, I do wish it was skippable, uh, along with the credits. And I do wish that you didn't have to watch it every time. It, it does seem, yeah, it's, it's the thing that stopped me from watching, uh, watching all of Decker. Oh yeah. It's just credits, <laughs> you know, something serialized, like an episodic, like I want to cut where they put them all together pretty yes. badly. Yeah. Um, we open up with Sam trying to shoot an apple off of Max's head. Uh, they get a phone call, but the phone isn't there. And we're introduced to one of our supporting characters here, Jimmy Two Teeth, <laughs> who is a rat who lives in their office, who has taken the phone hostage. Yeah. Um, and he wants cheese because he's a rat. Yes. He wants Swiss cheese. Specifically is, Swiss cheese. Our, yeah, this is our tutorial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just how to walk around the office, how to use your inventory, stuff like that. Like, you can't really leave until we, we do this thing. Right. Because we got to get the case. Um, I, yeah. I, I love Sam and Max fighting over the phone because as somebody who grew up with a brother, that is absolutely something that you do. Mm. <laughs> Just wrestling and hitting each other because you want to be the one who answers the phone for some reason. I love the commissioner. Oh, the commissioner. You never get like hear the him. shadowy commissioner <laughs> who knows everything. Like it's, it's very funny that they keep getting calls from the commissioner. Yeah. And like they're freelance police. They're just going around shooting people and like. <laughs> You know, destroying everything. Yeah. You know who this commissioner is. <laughs> yeah. Freelance commissioner. <laughs> uh, we, and we get kind of our first kind of introduction to adventure game logic here because, you know, Max has just picked up a bunch of cheese wedges uh, for uh, lol random reasons. And uh, this not Swiss cheese. However, you can just use Sam's gun uh, to uh, to take a shot at it, to fill it with holes. And boom, there you have Swiss cheese. Yeah. So we can get the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, finally, uh, one of the things we can do every episode is check the TV. They'll be showing different ads and things. Um, this one is showing, uh, ads for a self-help book called Emetics. Uh, we're going to learn a lot more about that. That ties into the macro plot. Yes. Uh, here, um, when we go to Jimmy two teeth, he does not want to give us the phone. He has more demands. Uh, so we can do this little interrogation, uh, where, um, this is introducing us to the dialogue system um you know we talk as sam but there's a little bit of where we can click to max and have him say things Mm -hmm. um this is rarely does this come up Mm -hmm. um i think i want it like i would have liked a few more dialogue puzzles yes in this it only happens a couple times Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's cool when it does when i realize like oh i can click on uh clip on click on max yeah and uh and get some of that flavor yeah, uh, going over to Max is almost entirely uh, is almost entirely just here's here's four extra jokes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we we talked about that with Lucas Art stuff. Mm-hmm. You know the way that they do dialogue is an approach to tell a lot of jokes without only committing to one. Yes. Uh, but Max through this uh, dialogue discovers that Jimmy's afraid of heights, so he dangles them out the window, uh, and then ultimately drops them because he gets distracted uh, when the, yeah. when the phone comes out. Uh, and the yeah. commissioner calls describing, hey, well, there are a number of people in the neighborhood who are committing crimes. There's just general general havoc uh, going on around and you need to get it under control. 
Yeah. Uh, so we head out. Um, and we see uh, these characters. They're going to be kind of uh, recurring characters, but definitely our main characters for this first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, these little guys in soda jerk costumes that were 70s child actors for a TV show called The Soda Poppers, which sounds just like a nightmare. Like it's mostly about them like pissing and like, <laughs> you know, having bug eyes and shit. Yeah. It, real creepy little fucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, little these pep guys. boys. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do not like these tiny pep boys. <laughs> fellas, fellas. Where are you going at this time of night? Uh, yeah. Uh, soda poppers, no don't, good. Don't scratch your heads. The soda poppers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they're, uh, they're kind of, there. there's one in uh, each of the points of interest, like out on the street. Uh, we've got a guy named uh, Specs who is uh, who is spray painting a picture uh, uh, under the wall, spray painting kind of this portrait of a guru named Brady Culture, uh, who has invented Ibo, uh, which is you know just put put yourself back in the mid two thousands when jokes about Tybo were funny. Huge, <laughs> huge. I was watching like an old Simpsons and they're talking about Tybo, and I was like, man, that was that really was a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and Ibo, it lets you like see colors that don't exist and yeah. speed read and stuff. Uh, but he's clearly, uh, hypnotized. Like you talk to him and he's like, uh, you know, I can't stop yeah. painting this picture. That's mm-hmm. all I want to do. I-, I love, you um, can ask him, is this art or advertising? And he says, what's the difference? Good point. Mm-hmm. Little body. Uh, we can head over to our, one of our neighbors, um, in a psychologist office, um, and this, uh, this one, uh, peepers who just has big, gross bug eyes, like <laughs> Innsmouth sort of popper, um, is claiming to be this analyst named Sybil pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know that he's peepers from the show. Sybil is going to be one of our major recurring characters yes. over here. Yeah. Uh, and it's worth knowing this is a psychologist's office and it used to be a tattoo parlor. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's evidence of that everywhere. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and the final uh, soda popper we're going to have to deal with is over in the uh, inconvenience store uh, run by Bosco. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is uh, this is Wizard. Uh, he is bringing uh, Brady Coulter's Ibo tapes into the into the store, even though uh, uh, Bosco, the person who runs the store, doesn't want that to happen. Uh, Wizard's whole gimmick is uh, he's he's got to piss. He's addicted to soda he, and he has to piss. He moves fast and he makes the big pee. Mm. Like he pees. Uh, and that's going to be, that's a puzzle. It's mm-hmm. an adventure element. This is big piss. <laughs> yeah. Wizard's big piss is what they should have called this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have to go deal with these three, uh, these three things. Uh, we go to Sybil's psychotherapy. Uh, the real Sybil is locked in a closet. Mm-hmm. Um, we let her out, but Peepers is still there claiming to be the real Sybil. Yes. Um, Sybil is a fun character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to have a new job uh, each episode, you know, yeah. and uh, she, uh, she quit. Uh, she was a tattoo artist and she quit after she misheard somebody who wanted a ship on their chest. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty good. You yep. know, <laughs> and yeah. uh, but but because she's a psychotherapist, she knows that Peepers has been hypnotized, and the only cure is to knock him out uh, and reprogram him like yes. a cartoon. Yeah, uh, but we can't get close to him because uh, you know I see you. Uh, you know, yeah. because, because because of his big big old eyes. Shoot the fucker! <laughs> like I just like, yeah. it's it's funny. So you know you can like when you use your gun, you can just shoot at anything in the environment uh, as long as yeah. it's interactable. But Sam will not shoot at living things. Yeah. A wuss. Um, Bosco's is real is a source of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one, you know, just the joke that always sticks in my head is outside of it, there's a, uh, a vending machine, a little like quarter machine mm-hmm. uh, that uh, has uh, 
Boston baked beans mm-hmm. in it, and then eventually we'll get other things. Yeah, but a, a very classic Sam delivery where like Max, is like, how do they keep them fresh? And he's like, they don't. <laughs> uh, and then they move on. I, I always appreciate that. <laughs> yep. uh, and Bosco is a fun character. Yeah, um, he is uh, paranoid mm-hmm. uh, that the government's going to get him, yep. and he'll start disguising himself to give us different flavor. Yes. Uh, each episode, different flavor of Bosco. Uh, and he is very convinced that his uh, that his disguises are uh, are convincing. He always does an aside like, "Hey guys, it's me, Bosco." Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, kind of a kind of a Dale Gribble type. Um, he's upset, like we said, that Wizard is just filling up a store with these tapes. Uh, he's got this security system called BTADS, uh, but it is not supposed to pre- pre- prevent things from coming in. It's supposed to prevent things from going out, shoplifting. Uh, so like if anybody tries to shoplifting, they're going to get bonked by a big old, uh, by a big old, uh, boxing glove. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, this will also be a puzzle element later. Mm-hmm. Um, he sells something secret every episode, which is the joke here is that it sounds really high tech mm-hmm. and he charges a lot of money for it, but it's a very low tech solution yep. to a problem. Uh, here it's a tear gas grenade launcher and he's selling it for $10,000, which we do not have. Right. Uh, so they'll, they'll give you a hint. They'll say, Hey, we need to go give some tickets to some white collar criminals. So we do a mini game where we shoot out a tail light and then ticket a character, uh, for the tail light. Uh, they're a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, like their, their license plate is something like D dealer or something like that. (laughs) And they basically pay you off. So you don't call the real police, uh, (laughs) because they are a drug dealer. I I think that there are multiple guys you can get because my guy didn't do that. I think he was, I think he was an embezzler or something like that. They have vanity plates that are like embezzler, (laughs) you know, with, with no vowels, you know, stuff like that. The D and D dealer stands for drug dealer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) D dealer war. D <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so, uh, that's our driving mini game. Fortunately, uh, it's, it's, it's short. Uh, and yeah. you know, it's meant to be kind of like trial and error a little bit. Like you pull somebody over and they're like, Hey, what's my crime? And you know, one of the options is your tail lights out, but obviously it doesn't. so you just have to be crooked like Sam and Max would be. Yeah. Uh, when you get the money, you can go buy the tear gr- gas grenade launcher, which is a salad shooter that shoots an onion in people's faces <laughs> to make them cry. Cute. <laughs> yep. Um, you can take uh, one of Wizard's tapes because you know, they're free. He just wants to spread the message of Brady culture. Uh, and you can go back and put it into your little uh, your little TV. Uh, and you find out, you know, Brady Culture is this guy with a huge fro. Uh, he's a he's an, uh, another child star, but the tape uh, it's not like instructions. It's just hypnosis, like saying you mm-hmm. love Brady Culture, you worship Brady Culture, uh, and it actually ensnares Jimmy Two Teeth because he's the one who's standing right in front of the TV. So well, we we leave. Like you put in the tape, and you're like, oh no, we did. I can't make an excuse to leave. Yeah, so we don't see yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know who's behind the conspiracy. We need to rescue the soda poppers here, um, which gives us our three tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they each have an individual problem. Uh, peepers won't let us come near him. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a boxing glove that we pick up to knock people out, uh, but we can't get close to him cause he'll see us, but we can distract him and shoot the tear gas grenade at him. So he cries and then can bop him. Yes. Uh, and when he comes to Sybil teaches us how to deprogram people. Uh, and he says that the last thing he remembers was checking into Brady Culture's home for former child stars. Right. Um, and after each of these knockouts, we're going to get a cutaway to Brady Culture, who is watching, uh, watching this happen, commenting about how great his plan is and working on his uh, his evil laugh. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's funny how quickly Brady Culture just disappears after this. 
He's not really a thing. No. Nope. Uh, they were figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird because they're planting the seeds, you know, for Hugh Bliss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was expecting Brady Coulter to come back as a disciple of Hugh Bliss. Yeah. You know, in some way. But yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, specs is easier because you don't have to buy a $10,000 salad shooter. Uh, everything you, you, you need is right there. Uh, he's a perfectionist, uh, as you know, that was like his thing on the show. Uh, so you can use spray paint to mess up the graffiti portrait portrait, uh, which is right under your office window where you dropped a Jimmy before, um, then you just drop a bowling ball on him straight up murdering his ass. Yes. Yeah. He crushes his skull. Mm-hmm. Like you, you midsummer him, uh, <laughs> Wizard, we cannot use either of the things because he zips around too much because he has caffeine, he has soda rush mm-hmm. or sugar rush. Uh, so we, when he uh, goes outside, eventually we have to use the bathroom. Um, we have to send Max into the bathroom to give him the idea of using the bathroom mm-hmm. uh, here, um, which makes Wizard have to hold it a little bit longer. Not Wizard. It's Wizard. <laughs> name of Wizard. I have to hold it a little bit longer. Uh, and then when he goes inside, we get to, uh, put the unbuyable cheese in his crate, trick him into shoplifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if the, uh, B-Tads will knock him out. Yeah. If you try to buy this cheese, uh, Bosco requires like six forms of ID. So it is not to, not meant to be taken out of the, uh, out of the store. Uh, but yeah, uh, he gets, uh, he gets bopped. Um, and you can do these in you know any order that you would like to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, the last one will always kind of get into his van and you have to do a little car chase, uh, avoiding these crates that they're throwing out behind them. Yeah. Uh, that when you're driving, you cannot steer and shoot at the same time. Right. Uh, you have, uh, you know, Max take the wheel. Um, and when you're, when you're doing this, you, uh, so you won't speed up, you'll still hit crates and stuff. So there's a little bit of like gameplay here. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing is you're seeing that they go to, this is where you locate Brady Culture's uh, home for child, former child stars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this old theater. You cannot get in there unless you get a diagnosis for a specific personality disorder with randomized elements. Mm-hmm. Um, this is such a cute idea for an adventure game puzzle, unless you have to do it twice. <laughs> uh, like I did it first just for fun uh-huh. because I was like, Hey, analyze me. And I went through all the things yeah, yeah, and then went back and got the, the randomized set of, you know, personality disorder things. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll just do all of those things again uh-huh. just to choose the, the different answers. Uh, I ended up finding this pretty sloppy yeah, uh, yeah, and a little obnoxious. Like there's good jokes in it, but uh-huh. like, boy, they, they, they could, they could have found a way to stop you from doing all the inputs because it just like when you do it and you see like, Oh, they made assets for this. This is supposed to be a gameplay element. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty involved if you're, if you're just well, then, doing then, it for fun. Why are you letting me, uh, psychoanalyze myself before you need to? Uh-huh. Like it would have been, would have made a lot of sense for me just to be like, okay, now, you know, the characters are dumb, but they're not so dumb that they don't understand like, Hey, let's fake our way into this. Yeah. This disorder, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But you, you go to, you go to Sybil and you're just gunning for a particular diagnosis. Um, and, uh, you run through these tests. So like, she'll put, you know, bring up ink blots. So like, if one of them is, you know, like a, an obsession with authority, like you just say like, Oh, this was like a cop standing on my neck or something like that. Yeah. Um, there's f- free association where you can just say, say, say whatever word you, you want to get the obsession you, you, you need to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the most involved yeah. is this dream analysis where you have to like walk, you know, walk through a dream version of the, uh, of the office and like, you know, say what you're seeing, you know, replacing these shadow versions of stuff with, uh, you yeah. know, things that are going to confirm. 
the best one of those is that for some reason uh, you think of Bosco as your dad. <laughs> and there's all these things where it's like, now son, go move the lawn. Or like, and he keeps saying it. And then later there's a callback where Bosco appears in the fish tank and talks to you as your dad. Uh, it's very funny yeah. in the fish bowl. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when we get the things, we can go into the theater. Um, as soon as we get in, though, uh, Brady hypnotizes uh, Sam to make him start delivering videos. Um, Max is immune. Max cannot be hypnotized because his, his brain is too wacky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Max will be in this kind of loop of, you know, compulsively bringing crates and crates of videos into uh, into Bosco's. And you can only interact with stuff when he is passing by it. Uh, and mm-hmm. the only thing you can really do is, you know, uh, grab this cheese and put it in your crate. So Sam will be knocked out. Yes. Yeah. Um, so then we have to uh, exercise Brady culture out of Sam's head by killing the dream versions of him mm-hmm. inside your dream office. Yeah. Uh, these are very simple puzzles uh, with, with Brady culture's head replacing certain things. Yep. Like uh, Max is on the ceiling. His head is a lamp. <laughs> you know, and such. Yeah. Uh, once these are very simple. Uh, once you do these, Sybil will give you a diagram for an anti-hypnosis helmet, and Bosco will make it for you if you get the coat hanger from your TV. Yeah, I love the helmet. It's, it's just a colander with a uh, coat hanger antenna. There, there's a lot of shitty inventions in this game. <laughs> I love it's. It always works yeah. on me. Yeah, I like a shitty invention. <laughs> uh so you go in and you're immune but uh brady captures max and he has them tied up on this stage and the rehypnotized soda poppers are standing in your way if you try and do anything uh brady culture will you know issue his hypnotic hypnotic orders sending the soda poppers to attack you um and like you have to do this little hypno duel with him issuing commands to the soda poppers um, and each time Brady culture issues a command or like, you know, addra- addresses something that is added to your, um, uh, to your, uh, kind of like palette of verbs and nouns. Yeah. So basically, uh, you, you Looney Tunes them, mm-hmm. you know, if you say like, worship me, uh, then, then he'll be like, no, no, me, me, worship me. Mm-hmm. And you trick him into doing that and then saying, attack me. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, no, no, attack me. What the, uh, <laughs> The, the way this, again, this is the way this articulates. This first episode of this, I think, is not great. Yeah, it's a real uh, growing This gets way pains. better. Like, I mean, um, in, in a lot of regards, like, I, like even down to the voice acting, like, they got new voice actors for both Sam and Max because, I mean, it had been, you know, like 15 years since they did Sam and Max yeah. Hit the Road. Those actors were doing different stuff. I think even Max's uh, voice actor had like health problems by that point. Uh, they were like, you know, they were trying to like find, trying to find their voice in a lot of different ways uh, in this first yes. episode. Yeah. Uh, this puzzle is lame to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do. I do not care for this. I don't like watching the animations every time when you're experimenting. Yeah. Uh, and it's just very artificial. Mm-hmm. Like everyone just stands still yelling at each other. Yep. <laughs> instead of doing anything. And like, you have a gun. It's real weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I do not care for this. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some good stuff in episode one, but it's probably the weakest one to me. Mm. Um, after you, you get him to attack the uh, soda poppers to attack him, you can rescue max. And then it ends, you know, so we've, we've taken out Brady culture. The camera zooms in on a TV where a hypnotized man, uh, he was praised on this talk show host named Myra. Setting us up for episode two, Situation Comedy. (laughs) 
Yeah, each of the episodes is going to end with kind of this. <laughs> you okay uh, there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, 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 I left a marker. You checking Twitter? <laughs> no, no, oh, yeah. no I, 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 I left a marker and a, and a uh, spot for me to put in a break. But now we're calling attention to it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, no, and uh, say ruined it for everybody. Uh <laughs> <laughs> now each of these episodes ends with a uh with a kind of uh, a stinger kind of uh, le- leading us in uh to the main thread for the next one uh, as we're going yeah. around from a hypnosis based uh, plot to hypnosis based plot um yeah. and we're moving on to situation comedy uh, where Sam and Max are kind of having this showdown uh Sam has the salad shooter and Max has a mm-hmm. gun uh love that yeah uh, uh, but the commissioner calls, and today uh, today's culprit is the Oprah-like uh, talk show host Myra Hawk, uh, daytime talk show host who is holding a whole studio audience hostage and giving them valuable gifts against their collective will. Yeah, this is a very funny idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, when I give you a car, you liked it. Um, so we head to the WARP station and talk to the director. Who's there? Who has to do everything alone for multiple shows? Myra has taken the entire crew as part of her audience. And mm-hmm. she will not let us further into the studio uh, unless we actually work there. But she also happens to be uh, holding auditions for the lead roles in a sitcom called Midtown Cowboys. <laughs> I love Midtown Cowboys quite a bit. It's so good. Uh, the, the, it's an idea of these two people who have to hide a cow in their apartment. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, very funny to me. Yeah. That's good. Uh, the way you, re- the way you resolve it is fucking disgusting. It's, it's very gross. Uh, but the chicken actor is great. Uh-huh. It's very cute. I love Philo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we can poke around the neighborhood. Uh, Sybil has, uh, moved on from psychotherapy and now she is publishing a tabloid called the alien love triangle times. Uh, she mm-hmm. talks about like, Oh, all of my careers have added up to this. There's a real through line to it, you know? Um, and she's trying to get a big cover story. You know, she wants, uh, she, she wants evidence of, you know, little green men carousing with, uh, with, with, with people here. So we're going to need to need to get mm-hmm. that for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we check in on Bosco and this is the, you know, one of the weaknesses of this thing. Like there's, there's no reason for us to go to Bosco's. We're not looking for anything, mm-hmm. you know, like most of the places you go in this, you just go because what else are you going to do? Yeah. You know, which is not great adventure game design, I think. Mm-hmm. But I do love that, you know, so Bosco is praying to be English, which is, which is all well and good, but he's hiding from a gang called the skin bodies. <laughs> I got that, that phrase stuck in my head for like the whole day after I played this episode. It's like, ah, oh, the skin bodies. Yeah, the skin bodies. Ugh. The idea is it's animals that instead of skinheads, uh, uh-huh. they shave their entire bodies to become skin, everything, skin bodies. Uh, <laughs> And uh, they, they steal a shaving cream. Like, you're going to buy the shaving cream, and uh, one of them steals the shaving cream mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, he also sells a chemical voice modulator for a million dollars here. We cannot get a ticket for a million dollars. We have to get that elsewise. Yes, yes. Uh, like you said, when you go to grab the shaving cream, we find out that Jimmy Two Teeth has fallen in with the skin mm-hmm. bodies. Uh, he's a hairless rat now. <laughs> um, yep. and he steals it and runs away with his buddy. So we have to, uh, chase him down on uh, a car chase. Uh, you can't shoot them cause they're too nimble and you can't ram them cause they're too, uh, too quick. Uh, so you have to like shoot to make them dodge into an open manhole. Uh, so Max can grab the, the shaving cream out of the air while it hangs there in coyote time. Yep. Uh, once we have that, uh, this is actually is a solution for mm-hmm. something we haven't had yet. When we go to the, the movies, uh, the TV studio, um, we audition with a scene from old Yeller 
Um, I love all of this stuff with Sam trying to be rabid uh-huh. <laughs> uh, beforehand where he's like, I'm angry. <laughs> like he can't do it. Like he doesn't, no. you know, he only has one affect. <laughs> like they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're very like guileless critters mm-hmm. in some ways. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's real fun. So you have to use the shaving cream to make him look rabid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max has to shoot him and Max has to look sad and Max can't look, look sad about shooting somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, this is his thing. Yeah. Uh, so you have to use the tear gas to make him sad and he shoots you like right in the head. <laughs> Luckily you still have the uh, hypnosis helmet, yep. which blocks the, uh, the shot. Yeah. Between episodes, Sam had worked it into his, into his uh, fedora. So I just, yeah. I just like Sam shooting his friend in the head. Uh, no problem. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, so this gets us access to the entire, uh, the entire station, uh, which, uh, I like the way that this episode is kind of laid out, uh, each mm-hmm. of the, uh, uh, little studios that you can go into is shooting its own show. And because, uh, and because nobody is around, you know, because of Myra, just Sam and Mask can star in any of them. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, before we can actually get into Myra's place, Myra won't have us on as a guest unless we uh, are multi-hyphenate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to have a hit TV show, a recording contract, and be involved in a scandal. Uh, so thus giving us our three things, you know, mm-hmm. similar to last episode. Yeah. Um, to get a hit show, uh, we go on Midtown Cowboys, a show about two cowboys who are trying to raise a herd of one cow in the middle of Manhattan, <laughs> um, hiding the cow from their prying landlord, Mr. Featherly. Um, the, uh, the cow ate the script, so we have to ad-lib. And we have, there's a specific line we have to include, which is better get the serious toothpaste, mm-hmm. uh, which I like the idea of a serious toothpaste. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, um, uh, it's and, product placement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Serious toothpaste. Um, Mr. Featherly is a chicken uh, who is a Shakespearean actor who's very funny in this as well. When, when they re- when they reveal that and he just marches out as a chicken in a little sweater and glasses. It's very good. Uh, such a good psychic. Yeah, real cute. Um. So we have to we have to do these things in a specific sequence to set up the line and uh, and set everything up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way we do it is by putting a, um, a lampshade on the cow's head, you know. Uh, and then we say that he's a, just a French chef, uh, and Mister Featherly, of course, wants the food. So we put a plate under his uh, waiting asshole, and then well, the, he defecates well, on. Well, there's it. just a bit. There's this big pile of shit on the on the apartment floor. <laughs> oh, you're right. We slide the plate under the shit. We don't. It's not even fresh. You slide it under the mud butt. Yeah, you just, you just take this little mud pie and just and slide it out of the plate under it. It's pretty disgusting. Uh-huh. Uh, you know? Even more disgusting, you know? You say, like, ah, uh, yes. Or, <laughs> oh, God, the, the cow moves. And Mr. Feather is like, well, gosh, what sound is that? I was like, oh, he was just saying the name. that It's Moo Goo Guy Pan. Yeah. Uh, and we like you think it's going to cut away. No, we get the, the little cartoon chicken pecking at the cow pie. <laughs> We, which I was thinking about anthropomorphism in this uh-huh. because there's, there's no way that like chickens don't just actually constantly eat cow shit because of course oh, they yeah, do. They're yeah. idiots. Uh, it's so much grosser that he talks. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the kind of thing you could see for free anytime you go down to the farm. Right, right. You know? But if one of those chickens turned to you and was like, I say, this is delicious, <laughs> that would make it gross. Uh-huh. It's like, it's already a little gross, but like the, like it just happens. I've seen a dog eat dog shit. Like, I, you know, yeah. you, you just in the world, you see animals eat shit. They're kind of dumb. They do that. Right. right. Um, Second harvest. Know? Yeah. One, yeah. Once one of them talks though. Uh-huh. Oh, but that like immediately turns my stomach. Well, I mean, once they talk, it implies they understand language and then it's my responsibility to warn them. To teach uh, them? Yeah. Hey, that's shit. <laughs> hey buddy. Yeah. That's no good, man. Yeah. You gotta teach like, your chickens well. To, <laughs> yeah. You can do better than this. Like I understand chicken feed is not super good. 
Right, right. And I promise you it has more nutrients than this. Nobody should be eating, eating that much corn. Yeah, yeah. Nobody should be eating any shit, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of corn, but this is even a small amount of shit. Yeah. Too much. Go, the, the, the government would look at this sideways. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but he realizes <laughs> what it is. Yep. <laughs> declares the government would look at this sideways. <laughs> Damn it. That's so passionate. <laughs> I choked on water, but I want to play it off as I got very passionate. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me. The fucking nanny state. <laughs> the nanny state stopping me from eating all the shit I want. <laughs> How dare you? I thought this was America, free country. <laughs> uh, but once he realizes what it is, he is like, shoot, this is disgusting. Uh, and then Max gets to say his line. Uh, which satisfies all the requirements. You know, better get the serious toothpaste because uh, our friend just ate shit. Uh, <laughs> and now we have uh, we have a, a tape from our hit show because we uh, satisfied all the criteria. Very fun. Yeah. Uh, we're introduced to the villain of the, the series. Mm-hmm. We're in this weirdly offside thing. When we go to the game show, who's never going to be a millionaire, uh, and meet Hugh Bliss. Hi, yeah. Hugh Bliss. Uh, <laughs> who is a stage magician who turned into a self-help guru, uh, created prismatology and emetics. Um, the idea is it's all about like unlocking the color of your spectrum, mm-hmm. uh, but it allows him to do straight up magic. Yep. And, uh, Max knows him and Max absolutely loves him. Sam is rightfully skeptical. Right. I just, I love how on board Max is for it because mm-hmm. it's the only thing he is as, uh, he is as enthusiastic about as, as hurting people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, like he can read minds, you know. Uh, like he'll he'll prove it in dialogue. He'll you know he'll he'll always say what you're about to say before you say it. Uh, you can have him read Max's, and uh, it's one of the few times that that uh, Bliss loses his composure. Like, oh, that's unspeakably depraved. And Max is like, got it in one. Yeah, very cute. Yeah. Um, he one of his magic tricks is he can change the color of his skin, so you can make him change his color of his skin to green and then take a picture with him, which mm-hmm. counts as a scandalous uh, cavorting with an alien. Yes. Um, to get the uh, recording contract, we have to win something called Embarrassing Idol, a sing competition. You can see what year this whole thing was made in. Yeah. yeah. Well, with its American Idol and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, this is judged by the soda poppers. Uh, and, uh, peepers who is, uh, wants to be a contestant and a judge, but he can't do this. So the director makes max the judge in his place. Yes. Um, and the judges have to be unanimous on this show. So max will always vote for Sam. Uh, specs. We find out specs really loves a high note. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wizard will always vote for his brother peepers, uh, which was funny to me. It reminded me of the, um, I don't know if you ended up watching the Tim and Eric, uh, YouTube Tim's kitchen tips. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, they do that competition at the end, and he's like, you know, your, your chili was, your food was much better, but I, at the end of the day, I have to work with Tim. So I work for him because it'd be awkward if I didn't. <laughs> like, at the end of the competition. It's so good. Uh, Pittsman's mustard, yeah. Uh, yeah, I need Pittsman. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, those are the criteria. Uh, so, just, we've got to get Sam's uh, Sam's voice high. Uh, this is one of, like, the, the details that they pull from the comics in the cartoon that Sam loves uh, bluegrass. So like when he gets mm-hmm. up there and sings, he's got a little banjo, you know? Um, so uh, to make his voice high, we're going to need Bosco's voice modulator. Uh, but to do that, we're going to need a million dollars. So we're going to have to win the impossible quiz show. The The actual host uh, is is gone. So they've got Hugh Bliss filling in for it. Uh, mm-hmm. And normally it's just, it's all like, you know, how many 
you know, parts for the chaos machine will satisfy 12 jizzillion blah, blah, blah. Just like impossible questions. So you need to sub those out. Yes. Uh, and you do so. This is the first of a couple of different cue card puzzles in this. You take mm-hmm. uh, Peeper's lyric cue card. Uh, the, you know, the first line is, am I blue? And you have uh, Hubless turn blue and then have him read that cue card. <laughs> so you get less win the competition. Uh, they do not have the cash on hand, but they give you the prize in food stamps and Bosco accepts this uh, here. Uh, the voice modulator, however, is just an inhaler hooked up to a helium balloon, which is a <laughs> voice modulator. Yeah. Um, and you just pick your lines to have Sam sing the long vowels with the high pitch. Yes. There. Uh, yeah. Um, and and it's high enough to, yeah, to break Spex's glasses and, mm-hmm. uh, and win that. Yeah. Um, Wizard, however, uh, is tougher. Wizard will always vote for his brother. So we need to poison him. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can talk to him and, you know, like, yes, uh, I'll always vote for my brother, but he's, you know, kind of bitter because they didn't remember, uh, they didn't remember his birthday. Um, so, uh, it is his birthday and nobody gave him a cake or anything. So we need to, we need to bring him a cake. We also learned that he is, uh, deathly allergic to tomatoes. Like, you know, he was, Mm -hmm. he was put out of commission for a whole day because he had a commuter, uh, cucumber that was, uh, on a plate next to some tomatoes. Yes. Uh, so you go to the cooking show, sit there cooking without looking, which is specializes on cooking, uh, for bachelors who don't have any natural ingredients. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, feel seen in this. Um, <laughs> and you, you, know, you pick out, you can pick out a bunch of fun ingredients, but the big thing is to take the cake and bring it to Bosco's and use the ketchup dispenser, uh, to frost it. Pretty gross. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but this gives wizard incredible <laughs> diarrhea. Uh, so there's only two judges. Yes. Time out for uh, number two. This, yeah. Time out for number two. And that is how Sam wins. Yes. Uh, and we have all of the things that we need for the, uh, for the, uh, to get on to Myra's. And you know she 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 doesn't uh, she never stops talking. Uh, she'll like get you into a uh, in, in, into a loop. Uh, I love when you're selecting your dialogue. She goes blah blah blah, and you can hear the voice actress uh, laugh uh, at yeah. just being, you know, being saying blah 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 over and over again. Uh, but she has talked so much that her microphone is sparking uh, from overuse. Uh, and when we get inside, we also see that there is this strange teddy bear with hypno eyes on her desk. So that is, uh, th- th- that is what's keeping her and everybody else, uh, under her sway. So we need to take care of it, but we cannot get close to it. We need to find a way to destroy it from a distance. Yeah. Uh, so the way you do this, uh, is you ask to sing a song, um, with your super high voice, you'll blow up the, uh, the, her water glass, which makes a puddle between the microphone and the teddy bear you know, conduction. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you bring up the scandalous alien photo and you can say, Hey, actually there's somebody else there. Mm -hmm. Uh, cow from the sitcom. And she's like, Oh shit, we should bring the cow out. The cow happens to knock the microphone into the puddle. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think there's any way you could have really planned for the Mm -hmm. cow to do that specifically. No, you know, little loose. This this is also pretty questionable puzzle content here at the finale. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll go as far as say the finales of these, uh, tend to be pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's good puzzles in the meat of them. The endings are always a little bit counterintuitive and annoying. I mean, they just get you into these inescapable situations where you have to find really stretchy, like even beyond adventure game, stretchy uh, uh, uses for the limited items, items that are available to you. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, so this does it. Uh, this takes out the, the teddy bear and shocks her. Um, and when we leave to go to the cooking show to fry some pork rinds up, uh, the camera zooms in on the box that the hypno bear came in mm-hmm. uh, from something called the Toy Mafia, setting up episode three. 
The mole, the mob, and the meatball. Uh, I don't care for this episode very much. There's some stuff I like about it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's you know it, it's pretty middle of the road for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, what is it, Steakhouser or whatever his name is. <laughs> it's this uh, 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 Leonard Steak Charmer. Yeah, yeah, Steak Charmer. I like Steak Charmer <laughs> a lot. That's another <laughs> phrase I got stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, quite a bit uh, in this. Uh, but yeah, this is not, uh, after for, for my money, uh, four and five are the winners. Oh God. Yeah. Of these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but this is, uh, mm-hmm. so say Sam is holding up Max who is practicing throwing cards into a hat at the beginning of this, uh, the phone rings and they drop an ACE down by Jimmy's rat hole and come in handy later. Mm-hmm. And the commissioner says that one of their moles in the toy mafia has gone silent. Uh, we need to suss him out with this code word, find him and ask if the carpet matches the drapes. That classic question about pubic hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at, at asking if the person, because uh, uh, if they dye their hair, there'll be a mismatch between the pubes. Uh, and you get to you ask that question. Pubic hair. Oh, my man. Like, not, not a lot of people I didn't just do that. that one, but you could. Ooh, you solve the latter. Oh, so so the pubic hair was what was the doctor and the mother? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you cannot agree on this pubic hair. It's the great Colin <laughs> Pagliacci. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So. If Pagliacci's pubic hair killed itself on the North Pole, and there was a melted puddle in the middle of the doctor. It was the fox. It was the fox who did it. <laughs> oh, God. Pagliacci's got to have some wild pubic hair. Uh, I would. I mean, I, I picture it basically just being exactly like his clown wig. I think that the, the, yeah, the, carpet, the carpet does match the drapes in that case. Yeah. yeah. Like Krusty's pubes. Like, I, I don't really think about clown pubic hair all that often, but it's probably pretty fun. <laughs> You know, <laughs> in comparison, fun is a good uh, is, a, is a good adjective for that. Because yeah. normal pubic hair is pretty boring, especially mine. Because I straightened it, <laughs> I wanted to look like what <laughs> look like the, the mod beetles. Yeah, you want you wanted to there. give it a beetles cut. Yeah, yeah, I went for a real beetles cut down there. Uh, you know, but a clown they wouldn't have to be beholden to any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, it be, beats my beats my cornrows. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, don't talk shit about your cornrows. Those are great. <laughs> like, like I will not hear you badmouth your porn, your pube cornrows. Yeah, just just bright red, like racing stripes. Um, pubic. <laughs> you there? You okay? Yeah, no, no. I'm just thinking about pubic corn. Okay. Sorry, I'm distracted because this uh, pocket is distracting me, and also, you know, yeah, yeah. long episode. True. Rough morning as well. Um, <laughs> So uh, we go to the headquarters, which is Teddy Bear's Mafia Free Playland and Casino. Um, th- this joke works for me. Mm-hmm. I like this. Everyone is dressed up as a bear, but they're all hard-nosed mo- mobsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. And uh, we cannot get in uh, without a password at first, so we have to go check out the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Can't get into the back room specifically. We can play the games, but obviously uh, they're all rigged, except for the one uh, that gives you the useless uh, magnet. Um, yeah. Yeah, seemingly useless. So uh, Bosco is a Frenchman now. He's uh, he's afraid of the toy mafia. Uh, what is funny mm-hmm. about Bosco's gag is over time you realize he is absolutely right to be concerned. Like he is he's oh, yeah. du- he's dumb and paranoid, but he's always right. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, the the, the uh, payoff for that in the Lincoln Must Die episode is very funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, he believes that they're trying to give him something nefarious, so he has finally modified BTADs to stop non-stock items from coming in, uh, putting them all out onto the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a new specialty item, which is a listening device. Uh, cost $10 million. Uh, this is the one weird sci-fi thing he comes up with. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> well, this, just a friend that he makes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a feat of genetic engineering, the likes of which the world has never seen. Um, and we check in with Sybil, uh, who is a professional trial witness. Um, she's waiting on a call from the DA. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sam so. criticizes her for profiting off of our terrible legal system. Uh, but, yep. you know, he's a cop, so whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we need to get the password, uh, to go, uh, to, to go inside. Uh, whenever we play the one-armed bandit, uh, which, which I like a, as a nickname for a slot machine, but also this literal slot machine that looks like a, looks like a burglar, like from a classic cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's got the striped shirt on and everything. But whenever we play this, uh, like we win, but it doesn't pay out. Uh, and someone from the back steps out. Uh, it's, it's the pit boss, I believe, steps out, uh, looks, and then he gives the password uh, to get back in. But we can't hear what he's saying. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we know where we need to put the, uh, you know, the listening device when we when we eventually get that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the games uh, that's being played is Indian Poker, uh, which is what it's called against a guy named Leonard Snake Charmer. This is where you put a card on your forehead. You look at the other person's card and try to guess if yours is higher or lower. Mm-hmm. On that. Um, and we see that Leonard's stake charmer uh, cheats by looking at his card and a reflection on this huge clown nose above the door. Yeah. This like camera thing. So we take the ace from the office, throw it up on the clown nose, which will cover up his card and make him think he has an ace. Yes. So he'll guess incorrectly. Yeah. Uh, because he was so cocky, because he was cheating, like he just he gives you crazy odds. He gives you 10 million to one odds, meaning you get mm-hmm. uh, 10 million tokens, which uh, Bosco, for some reason, is compelled to accept. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, Bosco just has to take basically whatever you whatever you give him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where he reveals his feat of genetic engineering. Uh, his listening device, which is a bug that recreates any voice it hears. Uh, it's a cockroach. Um, like it's not like a like a little yeah. li- li- device. It's not mechanical in any way. It's just a fr- it's it's a bug that can talk. It's a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a little guy, and he has a, a military voice as his default. <laughs> um, pretty cute. So we yeah. had to place this bug uh, near here. Here's the password, uh, which is leave the gun, take the cannolis. You know, of mm. course. Uh, and this allows us to go in and uh, walk in back. Uh, we get stopped by Chuckles, the pit boss, uh, <laughs> beforehand. Um, we haven't we aren't in the mafia yet, uh, but we can now join. He's looking for people who are long on brains and short on scruples. Yep, which uh, which matches us entirely. So before we can get in, uh, would you believe that there are three tasks, Gary? You know, I would. Okay. Uh, the idea, like what this made me think of is, you know, how on the show we'll talk about how they should make, um, micro JRPGs, Uh you know, um, like they did basically what they did for retro game challenge. Mm -hmm. Uh, it makes me think of like micro adventure games as an idea. Uh, and the trick, you know, this kind of shows that it can be done, but there are so many compromises to this that I don't think it quite scratches the itch. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm imagining something with a more traditional adventure game bent, but still small in scope, or in scope, mm-hmm. you know, like on your phone. Yeah. You know, what if there was like a 99 cent hour long actual like LucasArts, 
adventure game, like just a few rooms of Day of the Tentacle. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that might be kind of a neat idea. Yeah. So, but no, no, this is kind of it. It's kind of the closest thing we have. Uh, yeah, so far anyway. Yeah. Uh, the, th- the three jobs um, is we have to sneak a teddy bear into Bosco's store. We have to kill our friend Sybil. <laughs> and uh, there's an original meatball sandwich that they've been using the fungus from, like using it like a, a sourdough <laughs> starlist. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's been stolen. Yeah. So we have to get the uh, the original meatball sandwich back. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I just love that. The original meat back, made back in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, gross. Ugh. Uh, uh, a meatball sandwich starter is funny. Yeah. Uh, so to get around Bosco's uh, security system, uh, we need to get rid of the camera, uh, which we can do. Uh, I mentioned that, that that fridge magnet earlier. You can actually get that by winning the uh, the the shoot the rat game, which is yeah. uh, which is whack a mole with a gun. Yep, uh, yeah. shoot, shooting the shooting the rats that are the, the, that are speaking uh, as they as they pop up. Uh, pretty easy to win. Um, mm-hmm. And when you put that magnet on the camera, uh, it will cause BTADS to recognize itself as an outside ob- object, and it will uh, pull the camera out and put it outside giving you the ability to put the, uh, uh, to, to put the bear on Bosco's table, uh, which just ruins Bosco. He is so upset that there's now a bear yeah. inside of there. Yeah. And not, not upset, but upset enough to move it. Of course. Like he never leaves his little cage. <laughs> um, we talked to Sybil again. She's upset. She's supposed to testify against the mafia, you know, uh, and has been as, you know, stressed out about this cause she's gotten threats. Yeah. Um, she talks about, isn't it funny how stress can reduce you just a bundle of mindless reflexes. <laughs> uh, is that what happened to me? Wouldn't it be wonderful to think so? Uh, very, very cute. Um, but she will not stage her own death on her own. We have to do it for her by taking her coffee cup, filling it with ketchup and then shooting it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's sprayed with ketchup and we can then take a picture yes. of her. Yeah. The mafia, the mafia thinks that we did the hit. So, yep. Uh, the original meatball sandwich is a little, a little tougher to get. Uh, you kind of have to uh, notice that not only is the meatball sandwich gone, but after we beat Leonard, Mr. Leonard steak charmer, uh, he's gone Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, we can actually catch him in the act of trying to fence something, uh, in our office. Like he just got into our office and he's working with Jimmy. Yeah. He, he, he's working with our tenant. Mm -hmm. Um, he holds us up. Uh, but we, uh, Max can point out that, uh, he has a cap gun. Yeah. So uh, we tie him up and we torture him. You know, we're trying to get the location of where the sandwich is. Uh, and we, we deduce that he is very, uh, you know, attached to his mother. So we get to use yo mama jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, these jokes are really funny to me because they're a bunch of them are really uh, positive. Yep. It's like yo mama so radiant that she stepped into a nuclear reactor and like <laughs> looked, you know, bright by comparison. Uh-huh. They're all these compliments. Uh, <laughs> I think that's very cute and pure. Yeah. Yeah, these are these are very pure uh, jokes. I, I I like that quite a bit, and I also like this because uh, because saying you know again it shows kind of this codependence between Sam and Max. Uh, Max can only remember the punchlines, and Sam's can o- and Sam can only remember the setups. Uh, yeah. So you have to uh, you have to match them uh, between the two of them. Well, it's also obviously like a little homage to insult sword fighting, of course. You know, which I like. Uh, eventually, we break him down. Uh, he says the sandwich is inside the one arm bandit. Um, he was trying to fence the arm, which is access. Once we get the arm, we can play the slot machine and get the sandwich back. Yes. Um, which allows us to join uh, the mafia. Uh, uh, also known back. here as the Orso Nostra, uh, which yes. I love. <laughs> Very good. 
Um, when, you know, we're looking for the mole still, you probably forgot about that. I had, uh, <laughs> the Don pulls off his mask and reals, reveals that he's actually is a mole. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hairy you know, mole. <laughs> uh, he knows the passphrase. He's, uh, he was going undercover and he's decided to actually join yeah. the he, mafia for money and power. Yeah. He, he, he was, he was tempted by, by what the, uh, by what the mafia had to offer. Uh, so yes. he's acting as as kind of the dawn, and anybody can be the dawn if they claim it because they're all in masks. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Cute. Um, so we have a little uh, uh, little car chase. We chase them. Uh, the the mafia have are chasing us rather. Um, they have bulletproof tires. We can't shoot those, but we shoot a sign overhead, which they crash into. Mm-hmm. Um, and head back to the factory. Head back to the casino. Yeah. Uh, the dawn, uh, kind of is through this door that was previously, uh, forbidden to us. It was called the door of death. Uh, back here is a, is a factory where they're making the, the hypno bears. Uh, and mm-hmm. he tries to hypnotize Sam. Uh, but, uh, like we said, Sam has worked to the, uh, the anti-hypnosis helmet into his hat. So he just has to pretend to be hypnotized in order to get kind of free reign to figure out how to, uh, how to deal with the uh uh with the factory uh but the problem is uh the dawn orders sam to shoot max <laughs> yep 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 uh so since we have leonard's cap gun we can do that harmlessly uh max does a very long dramatic death scene uh, <laughs> ultimately leaning against this lever which causes the machine to yank him onto this conveyor belt um he almost gets stuck in this chute gets stuck loose uh the dawn is satisfied with this so he leaves max to work the fact or uh Sam to works the work the factory um, while uh, Max is there and while he reads comics. Um, so you get to uh, conspire to take him out. Yes. While he's just chilling out. <laughs> I just love his comments. Oh, you just think you know it all. Don't you marry work? Yeah. I, I'm way into the Kathy one. Cause I, I think about Kathy a lot. <laughs> the, the comic, you know, yeah, yeah. there's that tweet where it's like, I used to make fun of Kathy and now I'm all chocolate. Your life does get more like chocolate. As you get older. But he says, you know, she's married, but that Kathy is smoking hot. There's, there's a, there's a series of Aquid strips where, uh, where, uh, Ray and beef are calling, uh, are calling just comic strip characters. You know, they call Garfield mm-hmm. and Dilbert and stuff and they call, they call Kathy and roast her. But, the, <laughs> but when beef leaves, Ray just uh, starts like hitting on her. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to, like, I want to get you pregnant, Kathy. Let's run away together. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to put my baby inside you. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so you can go around the ultimate solution here. Um, you know, these, these hypno bears work and they will work on, uh, uh, they'll work on the mole. But the problem is, uh, it says give all of your money to the, uh, to the teddy bear mafia, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, won't work because he's, he's the dawn of it. So you need to swap out the, uh, swap out the voice boxes. The one armed bandit is back here and it's voice box says you're on fire. So yep. if you put that into a hypno bear, uh, the hypnotized mole will believe that he is on fire and rush over to use a fire extinguisher, getting him posi- getting him in position to be yanked onto the uh, to the uh, uh, conveyor belt if you pull the lever. Yeah, uh, so he's sucked in the machinery, overloads it, blows up the factory and the casino, and we just walk away. Um, our little stinger here, the pit boss, uh, his mask is removed. He puts his finger to an earpiece and says, "This is Agent Chuckles. The factory has been destroyed. Commence Plan B." <laughs> uh, setting us up for the next one. 
taking us to Abe Lincoln Must Die. Yeah, this is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Of these, I think this is the, the funniest uh, of them. And, like, the, the puzzles are fine, but mm-hmm. they're not uh, dog shit. Right, right. Hearing it, like, there's nothing that's really makes me mad about this. And I think this is the funniest one. And you spend a lot of it away from the neighborhood. Yes. You yeah. Know, it feels like this is kind of like they're stretching their legs a little bit. Mm-hmm. This and the next one. Yeah. I feel like this is the, 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 the funniest. I think that Reality 2.0 has the best, like, play, the best puzzles uh, to it. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, all of them, this is when they start introducing the musical numbers. Yes. Which I do not get. <laughs> uh, do those work for you? No, not really. Uh, yeah. I did not get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we start off with Sam and Max uh, using their little bug to make prank calls when the commissioner calls calls them. Mm-hmm. Um, the target is the president who's <laughs> uh, enacting a lot of crazy laws. Um, you know, and Max uh, mostly takes exception to the mandatory gun registration, of yeah. course. Um, this is definitely a, uh, George W. Bush. Oh, absolutely. Figure. Again, placing this mm-hmm. in a very specific time. Yep. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, there, there's, there, there's, there, there's some Clinton humor in this. The cleverest mm-hmm. joke of which is, uh, there's a sign, uh, on the front of the white house that says post no bills. Um, and yeah. Max or Sam says, I can't believe this survived the, the, the Clinton administration. Uh, and I just yeah. like that one because it's a pun, uh, not because it's mm-hmm. a, you know, yeah. His name is Bill. His name is Bill, uh, you see. Uh, Will, you know, yeah. good, people call him William, but uh, Bill yeah. is short for William. Yeah. Yeah. People call, people call him Willie. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so we can go to the White House, the exterior, but we can't get in uh, yes. because there's a Secret Service uh, agent named Superball <laughs> uh, at the gate, which I love, Agent Superball. So Because uh, he's a bouncer. He's a bouncer, yeah. <laughs> Um, and he's dedicated to his job, but he's not just, you know, guarding this door. He's, uh, you know, you talk to him, they have him doing odd jobs because of cutbacks. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. he mentions that he's also uh, a receptionist, which is the clue that you need. You can go to your office and call the phone. That's uh, kind of right near the door there. Uh, and then just put them on hold <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he will stay there on hold, letting you get in and out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so when you get in, we meet the president who has kind of hypnotized spinny eyes and there's not a whole lot we can do while he's here. Right. Uh, we're kind of, we're kind of stuck inspecting things, but this, this kind of uh, goofy take mm-hmm. on the white house is really charming to me. No, no. Uh, uh, l- l- little George Washington nutcracker and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know? My favorite one. Cause there's a, there, there, there's a rat hole on the wall. Like when, uh, when we're outside, like you can see uh, Jimmy Toothy, he's uh, just kind of relaxing on an inner tube uh, in a, mm-hmm. in a little decorative pond. Like he's here on vacation. There's a rat hole in this office, just like there's a rat hole uh, in your office. And when you inspect it, Sam will say, looks like there are rats in the Oval Office. And I love Max's response. Sam, you finally done it. A straight line so easy that even I won't touch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Charming. The, uh, very cute. Um, there's a war room here, but we can't go in unless it's time of war. And if we try to, we get kicked out. Um, as is happening, Wizard is being invited in uh, because he's the governor of, of Dakota. One of the Dakotas, <laughs> as we'll learn, there's more to this. Yep. Uh, and uh, we can also learn before this that the president is looking for wizards interpreters. Um, he cannot understand uh, his language. Um, when we go in, we can pose as the interpreters. Um, and uh, he's just speaking English, but the president just actually can't can't understand him mm-hmm. uh, here. Um, so we get to go in and we get to misinterpret 
uh, this. What he's actually doing is pitching this uh, program. He's a recovering addict mm-hmm. uh, of pseudo abuse. So there's a lot of jokes about uh, re- you know relapsing addicts. Yeah, like the world ends. World mm-hmm. end. Yep. In this, uh, but for more you know for more cartoony purposes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and if you try and just straight up uh, uh, interpret what he's saying, it doesn't get you anywhere. There are comedy options like you can you know you can say like die capitalist oppressor. Uh, <laughs> which is fun. Uh, but the, uh, but the way to, uh, the, to, to go for it, um, is to just kind of say the opposite of what he's saying, <laughs> you know, to say like, boy, I'd love a soda right now. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of playing with the fact that he's an addict. And of course the president, you know, he, he loves soda. Uh, he opens up a little globe that's right next to him. Uh, it's a little mini bar. I love those things. I don't really like drink mm-hmm. liquor that much anymore, but I want one of those globe liquor bars. Or uh, mini bar yeah. kind of things because they're okay, a- just, attractive like, objects. Snacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it, it can, you can put anything in there. Oh yeah. Um, know, as this as this game proves, it does. Yeah. Um, and Wizard cannot resist uh, when the president offers him uh, a soda. And of course, he has to. Uh, he has to rock, rock a piss right now, uh, and you mm-hmm. have to interpret his request for directions to the bathroom. But you can instead give him, you know, have him get directions to the war room so he gets kicked out. Yeah, uh, this means the uh, the president's bodyguard will take him out, leaving mm-hmm. you alone with the president. So you can bop him, uh, but when you bop him to knock him out, to deprogram him, his head pops off. Uh, he is a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. And the, here's where I think this episode gets really funny. Yeah. Like so far, very standard. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, highlight of the the entire season to me, you know, the secret agent who we saw from the end of the last one returns, uh, sees that the president has been killed. Mm-hmm. So he radios plan, you know, the next plan B, which is that the Lincoln Memorial is animated and becomes the president. <laughs> and they do this like emergency election, like little subplot here, which I think is the most imaginative thing in the, the series. Oh, it's uh, great. At least in the season. Yeah. Well, and, and I yeah. mean, and, and this has, this has consequences, you know, cause the commissioner mm-hmm. calls and says, Oh, if, if Lincoln wins, this emergency election is going to use his hypnosis powers to destroy the free world. We need somebody to run against him and we have to run a campaign to get Max elected president. Yeah. President, president Max, which is very cute. <laughs> yep. Um, so like this, uh, we, we have to find ways to, uh, to tank, uh, Lincoln's approval, uh, rating. Uh, it is, it is, uh, Lincoln, Max and Nader who are running. Yep. Um, always be down for a, for, 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 for a Nader joke. Um, and, uh, you know, you can't have Max really do anything because he's a monster, right? He's never going to endear himself. You just have to, you just have to, uh, bring Lincoln into the mud. Yeah. Max would be a bad president. (laughs) Uh, so the important issue in this race, the most important issue is family values. So we have to dirty up Lincoln, Mm -hmm. you know, cause, uh, and, and Mary Todd Lincoln never got a statue. So nope. this this Lincoln is unmarried. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way we do this is Sybil is now running a dating service. Um, and she wants, you know, part of why she's doing this is because she wants to meet somebody herself. And she describes the person she wants to meet who's experienced, tall, and has a real history to them. <laughs> uh, so we introduce her to the concept of Abe Lincoln. Uh, Abe Lincoln. Not Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. Uh, and she's like, ooh. You know. Uh, and uh, runs it through the personality matrix. And now she's interested in Lincoln. Yeah. I love uh, Max's response to the idea of the personality matrix. I don't have a personality matrix so much as a personality vector. Yeah. Uh, incredibly good. 
Uh, but but yeah, uh, so Shalini was like, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely I'll take a phone call from him. Uh, you can't get uh, uh, Lincoln over to a phone, but you do have this uh, this listening bug uh, from the previous episode here still. Uh, and he'll do his uh, he'll do his stump speech at the drop of a stovepipe hat. So you just record him doing that and uh, call Sybil from the office. And you are just selecting out of context lines from his speech to respond to her. It's very funny because he still does it in the president voice. Uh-huh. She's, she's like, you know, so should we go on a date? And you're like, tonight we will make history. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's very funny. Yeah. Where should I meet uh, you? You know, I will be in the White House right now or like something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's good. Yeah. Uh, so she shows up and Lincoln ices her. Lincoln doesn't know and breaks her heart. It's very mm-hmm. national television, though, where, she, you know, he's going to have this affair uh, on his non-statue wife. Yep. So his approval goes down. Yeah. Um, there's also the, the debate. Um, we can't just let Max talk, you know, uh, and Lincoln will repeat his campaign slogans over and over, which he reads off a card because mm-hmm. uh, he's a robot. So we have to find the cards from other signs. Um, one of the old president's cue cards. Um, there's one Hubliss uh, has a little cameo here mm-hmm. where he's selling uh, his book in a little stand next to your house. You can grab his card yep. and use them as uh, responses, you know, inappropriate responses to questions. Yes. To take his approval. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Max will act as the, uh, as the moderator on this television debate. Uh, and you can ask the questions and you want to, oh yes, Sam. Yes, uh, I, I I do that a lot actually, uh, but yeah, uh, Sam, you need to ask him uh, questions uh, that match the inappropriate response that you put up. Uh, and these are real funny. So, like one of the signs mm-hmm. that you say that you have is you know free home delivery. So you can ask him how do you plan to solve the problem of toxic waste? <laughs> yeah, they immediately cut to a news report. You know, like, oh, the president's controversial plan. Yeah. I really like the uh, religion in schools, and two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out against education and religion. <laughs> right away. Yeah. Uh, very good. Um, so this makes him lose the election. Uh, and he immediately goes on a rampage, which is what presidents do when they lose elections. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. Uh, Am I right? You know, causing, a, uh, causing a capital insurrection. Um, you know, he goes on this rampage, potentially hypnotizing the entire East Coast, and we have to stop him. Yes. Um, so Max is now the president. Uh, he's in the <laughs> Oval Office. And uh, this this is, starts the set of puzzles where we're trying to get in the war room. And to do that, we have to uh, cause a war, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, and we figure out what the soda poppers have been up to uh, here. Each of them is a, go- a governor of a Dakota, including the newly formed West Dakota. <laughs> and uh, they're trying to decide who gets to keep Mount Rushmore. <laughs> and they all have different plans for what to do with it. I think Peepers wants to turn Washington's head into a parking garage. Uh, wizard wants to make it, uh, you know, to turn it into, uh, an anti-soda, uh, kind of thing. Um, it kills me to say soda. I die inside when I say soda, Gary. It's, uh, it's the cool, it's a cool phrase. Soda. Uh, Broaden your vocabulary. They all work. I know. There are certain situations in which you want to say pop. Certain ones in which you want to say soda. I know. I know. Certain ones in which you want to say Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Weird Southerner. You just Mm -hmm. call everything Coke, Sprite Coke. Yeah. It's just I, mm-hmm. I I feel like I've got to I've got to come on here and pretend to, to pretend to be somebody I'm not just by not calling it pop. You. Yeah. Like what what on earth are we doing if you're not doing that? <laughs> come on. Man. Like. Uh, yeah. So uh, we we need war. <laughs> we need there to be war. We're declared. Uh, so the likeliest mm-hmm. way to do that is to egg them on in this uh, in, in, in in this conflict. Um, fortunately, Bosco is selling truth serum for one hundred million dollars. 
um and yeah. his his disguise and his paranoia now he's disguised as a russian you know comrade boscovich um uh, and he thinks that uh you know that america is targeting him with icbms so he's uh mm-hmm. modified the btads to watch out for those and of course the government is and, actually watching him yeah we're, we're gonna find out later i think this is also the one where you you say like a hundred million dollars like aren't these prices getting a little bit ridiculous? And he says something like, well, I keep raising them, but you keep paying them. So who's being stupid? <laughs> no, that, that's a payoff. That's a, that's an episode six. That's the next one? Yeah, we call oh, him crazy. Yeah. And he's like, I, you guys keep paying the craziest price that I can think of. So. Yeah. I, so who's crazy? Yeah. Uh, you know, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Sybil has changed, you know, she's disillusioned with romance. So she's changed it to a carbon dating service and she has a special uh, carbon dating gun. They'll tell you how old anything is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she does on this tiki on her desk, learns that it's over 4,000 years old, which means she can make her office a national historic site. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do this uh, to uh, get the gun. We go and we give her budget. We have discretionary spending. Mm-hmm. So we grant her that money. Uh, she leaves the gun, which we think can use on Bosco's hot dogs. <laughs> Uh, which are early Cretaceous period hot dogs, <laughs> old hot dog joke. Yep. Um, which lets us grant him a hundred million uh, for the truth serum. Yes. Uh, which is just a bottle of vodka, and he says it works. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, as as he is a Russian now. Uh huh. Um, we can give this to Wizard. They've been kind of hinting around uh, some kind of problem that they don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you give them the truth serum, they'll pick a fight and yes. start a war, which allows us to go into the war room. Right. Um, and the, 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 you know, when, when war is declared, the siren goes off and this is where we get our first musical number. This is like of the musical numbers, the one that works for me. Uh, you know? it's, it's better, but it's still, it's still doing the like Austin powers. Like this goes on so long. Yes. You know, like we're like the peeing thing. Uh-huh. And then the next one doubles down on that. So fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like the characters are like, man, this sucks. And they're just like, what? Another verse? Don't mind if we do. And, you know, you know, you know me and characters criticizing the, the work they're in. Like it yes. doesn't necessarily yeah. work for me. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So this is, this is cute. Uh, but boy, do they play this trick? Yeah. One well, time uh, war. What's a good for uh, you and me? Uh, a lengthy battles and incumbent stream because you can't change horses in midstream. So just kind of just uh, mm-hmm. making you know, commentary Real about capital how steps. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yep. We got the, Was- the Washington Monuments over here. Yeah. Yeah. Doing, doing a little political humor. I, th- I, oh, thought the old he, beltway. I thought he already did the deficit rag. No, that was the spending gap rag. Rag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot of different rags about uh, different, you know, lobbyists and stuff. Um, <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> <laughs> do you like rags yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, uh the, the war is declared and the doors open but super ball is still blocking the way uh in order to uh get him to go away uh if we look on the desk there's a ribbon that you can use to make anybody into a cabinet secretary uh mm-hmm. so you can make him into, into a cabinet secretary and then use the presidential challenger that which actually changes what date it officially is and make it uh secretary's day so you can order him to take a vacation which he is upset about mm-hmm. uh when you go into the war room uh we can see this targeting computer where they have missiles on people including bosco yeah um we cannot shoot bosco uh but you know he's there we mm-hmm. have to uh, go back and grab his little uh sensor there from his BTAD camera. And then we can now throw this beacon at Lincoln who is rampaging um, inside the war room. You can do a couple of other different uh, things. Mm-hmm. And whenever you shoot a missile, it's the Washington Memorial mm-hmm. shoots and it just like grows another one. Yep. Uh, which is very cute. I love that. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, you you place the beacon, uh, kill uh, kill kill Lincoln, and you are uh, you're you're good to go. Uh, I love mm-hmm. I love their line. You know, Sam says uh, we broke two presidents in one afternoon, and Max like a personal best. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and the uh, the little cliffhanger is we hear a voice over Chuckles' earpiece. It's this woman's voice asking for a situation update, but when he doesn't respond, it says error, error, error. Uh, leading us into reality 2.0. Which is also, this is my second favorite. Yes. I don't think this is funny, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so Max has moved into the oval or moved the oval office into the detective agency <laughs> office, you know, rather than the opposite. Um, and Sam is kind of acting as uh, you know, running through his agenda, acting as a, a secretary. Yeah. Um, including, you know, these criticisms that his policies are too focused on giant robots. Um, <laughs> Which are probably in the street. <laughs> yeah, probably in the street because he's waggy. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, and he, his response is, you can take that out with my new press secretary, the Mametron 9000. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty cute. Yeah. Um, however, the commissioner calls. Right. Again. Uh, the economy and civilization are collapsing because of something happening on the internet right there in the neighborhood. Right. Uh, <laughs> they say, like, the consortium of smart people who are good at computers <laughs> have determined yeah. that there's an electron surge right there or something. And it's like the consortium mm-hmm. of smart people who are good at computers. Um, mm-hmm. and we can kind of see, okay, so how do we, how do we do something with the internet? Both Sam and Max are Luddites, right? They're kind of, uh, from out of time. Uh, but if you go over to Sybil's place, she is now running a beta testing business and she is locked into this pair of hypnotic VR goggles, kind of shouting out little, uh, little LARP phrases as she's, you know, swinging at demons and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we cannot get, we cannot break through. You know, uh, we assume she's hypnotized and we need some way to stop her. Uh, we check in on Bosco, of course, uh, where we see that Bosco is now taking on a half elf heritage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got one elf ear um, <laughs> and calls himself El Bosco Drill, the unhinged, the mighty half elf ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's doing all his business online. And he's also kind of subcontracting because Jimmy Two Teeth has become an arms dealer uh, when he was in Washington. That's what he was doing there was making connections. <laughs> and now he's working at the front of Bosco's. Uh, he has this little cannon, but he will not sell it to us because we're cops. Yep. Which, go Jimmy Two Teeth. Yeah, go, go Jimmy Two, two Teeth. He, act, he accurately says, if I sell it to you, next thing I know, Max is shooting me with it. So, yep. he knows these guys. He, he, he knows them. Um, Bosco's big ticket uh, item here, as a you know fellow arms deal- dealer, he's got a, a deadly biological weapon, which he is selling for $1 billion dollars. You know, because Jimmy Two Teeth mm-hmm. is, you know, driving the market up by competing with them, you know, and Jimmy Two Teeth rattles something off about competition. I love this line. Uh, Max says, uh, say what you will, say what you will, but the rat knows his anarcho-capitalist economic philosophy. Sam says, Max, I only bought you those encyclopedias because you promised me you couldn't read. <laughs> yeah. We do not need an ANCAP Max. No, no, we don't. Fucking ANCAP. <laughs> the, um, uh, uh, so uh, we get the cannon by trying to take it. Um, he fires it at Sam, knocking him down. But then as he's reloading, we can push him into the barrel and get yeah. a little rat gun. Mm-hmm. 
here, uh, which we then fire at Sybil to knock her out, breaking the goggles. Uh, it turns out she was not hypnotized. She was just beta testing this game called Reality 2.0. Um, developed by a client who works right next door in this abandoned storefront. Uh, we've seen the storefront over and over, but we've never been able to go in. Lefties. Um, they're called the cops, but it's uh, acronym. All yeah. Capitalized. Yeah. So we need to fix the goggles to get into uh, reality 2.0 uh, to figure this out. The cops, um, COPS, the, uh, the, the Computer Obsolescence Prevention Society, uh, which is mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, outdated machinery sitting on chairs in this dark room. Uh, it's an old <laughs> computer. It's a phone. It's a Pong console and an arcade machine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they, they do a very long song mm-hmm. uh, here. Um, this is this is something where I like the flavor of these guys. I really wanted more charismatic voice acting for all of them. Yes. Uh, specifically the, the old computer. Mm-hmm. Who's kind of doing the voice that does this, you know, yeah. uh, but it just not like it, it takes too long for each delivery mm-hmm. and it's not, uh, treated in any way. It just sounded, it sounded basically like me just doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just wanted a little bit extra English on this. Like this could have been a really good time for some charismatic voices. Yes. The funniest thing they do with the voices is the pong machine only speaks in beeps. Um, mm-hmm. and Max says, I like that guy. It sounds like he's always swearing. And one of them says, yeah. I think it's the arcade machine. He goes, he is. <laughs> yeah. But that's very cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after they sing their song, they dispense a chip that we need to fix the goggles. Uh, and they give Max an extra pair of extra wide goggles so he can wear them. Cause his head is huge. <laughs> and, uh, we enter the cyber realm. Um, and this is like an overlay over the neighborhood. Yes. Um, which is very cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, creative little use, reuse of space here. Yes. Uh, when we get in there, the internet greets us. Uh, it's Shodan. Uh, like it's a, it's a woman's face kind of overlaid on a chip. Uh, it says, you know, welcome here to reality 2.0, the most immersive, immersive game, uh, that exists, you know, go around. Uh, and there are kind of some ground rules here, uh, that she lays out. So we're in a virtual version of the neighborhood. Everything is always overlaid. Um, uh, if something, if you die in the game, you die in real life. So if something happens in reality 2.0, it'll also affect the human bodies. Um, And also uh, uh, any items that we bring from the real world will have cyber equivalents. So like, uh, I love it. You can find a, uh, like a pair of uh, binoculars and it will turn into like a little magnifying glass icon, like a, Mm -hmm. like a zoom in icon in your, uh, in your inventory when you're in the cyber realm. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's cute. It's clever. Yeah. so our goal, we have to uh, infect the male here, kind of start uh, fixing the internet. But the male is guarded by uh, antibiotic, uh, which is an antivirus program that looks like Myra, um, wearing plus two armor. Uh, they explain this, like all this video game stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cops, when we go into there, we uh, in the cyber realm, they govern like basically like cheat code, yeah. like functions. So like gravity, your avatar width, uh, your height, and pop-ups. Um, and to kind of activate them, you put the listening bug on them because it acts as a computer bug mm-hmm. in this world. Yeah. Uh, so you can like reduce gravity. So you're going to be, uh, popping in here to, uh, to, uh, change certain parameters to solve puzzles. Uh, this is, you know, it, it, it feels pronounced here, but it's kind of a, uh, kind of a bummer, uh, broadly, uh, the back and forth in a lot of this is a little bit of a, a little bit of a bummer to me. Uh, I, I'm kind of surprised. I, I haven't mentioned this before. This uh, you don't you can't skip animations. Yes, in this game. So every time you exit a scene or go upstairs or go downstairs, you get a couple seconds of watching that. Mm-hmm. And I am amazed, like that shit makes it out of playtesting. Yes, 
because everyone needs to be more precious about your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm, I'm playing paradise killer now for the show and it's like the same fucking thing. Yeah. Like you go in to like, look at a, 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 into a room and it loads up the screen and you get this cute little loady screen mm-hmm. and then a cute little deloady screen. And it like adds nothing. Yeah. You know, just let me skip it. Mm-hmm. Please. Uh, it drives me fucking nuts. And there's a lot of back and forth in this. Yes. Um, yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's one thing there. Uh, as we look around out on the street, um, uh, Hugh Bliss is here, or at least, uh, mm-hmm. something resembling him. It is the internet wizard, uh, who, mm-hmm. uh, will give us a complimentary paint bucket, uh, that will let us, uh, change the DeSoto's coloring. Yeah. It's a skin. Yeah. You know, mid, mid aughts humor, gaming humor. <laughs> um, Bosco's, uh, reality 2.0 show store is a medieval shop. Um, he will sell us a wooden longsword for five coins, uh, here. Um, but this means that he has also been hypnotized. He's not in the real world anymore. So this internet 2.0 is taking over more and more people. Yes. Um, so we have to collect these coins. Um, we can collect a coin from Jimmy two teeth by reducing our height and walking into the, uh, mouse hole. Uh, Sybil has one in the closet, which we have to make ourselves two dimensional mm-hmm. to get in there. Yeah. Um, and there are three coins like a Mario. Uh, outside which we have to reduce gravity yeah i like that uh max calls sam a sellout for jumping like mario to get them Mm -hmm. (laughs) just doing popular stuff for shame um yeah but we get the uh we get the long sword here and uh the something that we can do if you go back where the uh the slurpee machine was um or the squishy machine was in the real world it is a spawn point that will spawn a blue slime uh, and you can go in and do a little turn-based battle, uh, giving you mm-hmm. the options to do, uh, you know, like trying to to, to defend or uh, attack with quips. But you can just attack this this thing and uh, kill it, getting a slippery blue slime that will help you uh, with uh, that'll help you get a better sword because uh, you can jump mm-hmm. onto Sybil's roof and use it to uh, kind of uh, uh, get a hold of this plus two sword that is lodged in a billboard. Yeah, we we can fight antibiotic before that, but we can't do damage right uh, to her. Um, we also have to survive her initial attack because she has fa- higher dexterity, so has faster initiative. Um, so uh, pop ups are spawned by this jack in the box. There, we have to turn them off, grab the jack in the box, and then turn, the, turn them back on again to use that as defense in the fight. Yes. Uh, so we that defends us against her attack, and then we can counterattack with our plus two sword to defeat her. Um, we can't put anything in the, the weapon in the mailbox yet though. We need a virus essentially. Right. Yeah. Um, and because there are cyber versions of real life things, the best thing that we can do is get all of that biological weapon from Bosco. Uh, but there's a problem. He wants a ridiculous sum of money. Also, we can't pay him <laughs> because mm-hmm. he's so paranoid. He only banks with, uh, with Banco Lavadero.com. Uh, which is just banklaundry.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we need his password to pay him, but he had the password wiped out of his memory and tattooed on his back. So uh, mm-hmm. we need to get a hold of that before we can do anything. Yep. Uh, to do this, we use the long sword to knock off his helmet uh, in the virtual realm, which knocks it off in the real world. Uh, and then we can uh, go and talk to him and tell him to look behind him and use the binoculars to read the tattoo on his back uh, to get the password, which is Bosco. <laughs> um, it's it's funny that it's his name but bosco is also uh uh gosh george costanza's pin in uh seinfeld oh yeah yeah, yeah i forgot about that yeah. yeah um we cannot just drive to the bank because it only allows certain colors of cars or stop by a firewall so we have to use the uh the paint 
to uh, get our car to be the correct colors. Yeah. Um, a little bit silly. I don't understand why why that is. Uh, just just um, arbitrary cyber stuff. Actually, I like this puzzle. I think that this is I think that this is clever. At least it made me feel clever in solving it. Uh, because mm. you know when you're when you're blocked, like you're put off to the side of the road, and you have to notice that the cars that are getting through, um, they're they 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 they're all tricolored, and uh, their color actually matches their uh, uh, like the encoding on their license plate. Uh, so looking at the Desoto's license plate BRP means you know we need blue, red, purple, uh, and it's randomized. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This just felt very obvious to me. I don't. Yeah. I think it was because I already had the paint. Maybe you know beforehand before I mm. needed to uh, to go do this, so it's just kind of like okay, like these colors, you know, these cars are these different colors. Like this just felt very uh, direct to me. Yeah, yeah. So um, not saying that to stomp on your your clever. Uh, no, feeling, no. Just I like just, you know. making the connection to the license plate because I mean license plates are just you know like whatever. I don't pay attention Static. to them. Yeah, yeah. Like so, you know, I went and tried. You know, I went and tried. Okay, so the first. The first car that I saw go through was like, you know, blue, red, green or whatever. So then I painted that and it didn't work. And then I, and then I noticed like, oh yeah, they're, they're different. Uh, and they, and they match the license plates. R- recognizing that was the thing that made me feel clever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would never take that away from you. Yeah. It's not long. It's, like, it's just, you know, yeah, I a, a, a good thing. <laughs> you know, it's a good puzzle. Yeah. yeah. It's not a very, uh, this is not a very rigorous game. No. No. You know, we didn't really say that, say that before, but like that in terms of on the sound max scale mm-hmm. is a pretty complicated puzzle. Yeah. I think the thing that I didn't like about it was it just felt very arbitrary that like to get through the firewall, you had to have a car matching the colors of your license plate. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was a metaphor for in terms yeah. of like the computer realm or whatever. Do the it fenders match like, the plates? Hey, <laughs> see, that would have been good. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Why didn't they say that? I don't know. Then you know, you know that there you go. You plus one did because because as is it just because I'm like okay, you know this <laughs> seems like an arbitrary rule that the firewall has. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and arbitrariness is the enemy of the adventure game puzzle. True, like in a general sense. Yep. Um, when you get there, uh, the bank is this big board showing this money laundering scheme that's happening to fund this this conspiracy, and we kind of do this little mini game here. Yeah. Uh, to divert the money um through the this little like trickle down yeah kind of thing yeah uh every time um, the money moves like the uh the order um or like the direction uh that uh the money splits changes so you have to set mm-hmm. it so it all ultimately goes down to bosco yeah uh and once we give him a billion dollars he'll give us the weapon which he blows his nose on a hanky and gives it to us <laughs> yeah. so it's it's the bosco virus <laughs> I just, I, I love, he says, you know, like, hey, what's your snot rag? He says, I'm feeling, I might, I, I might have a cold coming on. <laughs> yeah. This will work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you put it into the, into the mailbox and it, you know, causes, uh, causes a problem. Reality 2.0, you know, things start popping out of existence, start, you know, derezzing. Um, and the internet comes out and yells at us saying, oh, I just wanted to make you all happy, but you had to go and want free will. Um, and she's lost all respect for living things and we'll start, you know, just crash reality around us, trapping us and therefore killing us. You know, we can't take the classes off. Uh, and we're, we are here in reality 1.5, which is a text adventure version of the neighborhood. Yes. Uh, we're still standing there in the foreground, but the background is uh, a text display. Yes. Uh, here. Um, you know, we, uh, Sybil's place is overrun by cats who have formed a lake of nauseating cuteness. Uh, Bosco's place is so destroyed that we can pick it up. You know, we can get Bosco's. 
mm-hmm. uh, here. Uh, the goal here is to get the Respect for Living Things object and use it on the internet. Uh, but however, it fell into this chasm and is being eaten by a shambling corporate presence. <laughs> um, so we have to do this. We have to make the corporate residents puke by dipping Bosco's in the nauseating lake of kittens and feed it to the, the corporate presence yes. to make it cough up a prize, mm-hmm. cough up our prize. Yes. Um, I, I like the text adventure thing. Like this is even before mm-hmm. like near did it like any, any of these were it plays around with, uh, with text adventure stuff. I am kind of a mark for. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It's it's cute and clever. It's not a very complicated text adventure, and you still do it with the en- within the engine. Yeah, yeah. Of Sam and Max, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. You know, I I kind of wish they had committed to it a little bit further. Yeah. Uh, but it's you know it's it's interesting. Like this is definitely this one and the last one is when they start kind of like messing with the format. Yes. You know, in a way that I thought think is kind of interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, but if you give the respect for living things to the internet, uh, she will release her hold. You know, she realized, oh, I had created a prison for you. Uh, but she succumbs to the virus, uh, and before she dies, the last thing that she says, you know, you won't have this sentient global network to kick around anymore, Roy G. Biv, kind of like naming the naming the person behind all of this. Um, mm-hmm. We had seen in the money laundering that Mister Biv was at the uh, was at the top, uh, and you know, Sam and Max are frustrated that they didn't get more information about their culprit, uh, but they swear revenge. Uh, and the camera pans up to the moon, which has Hubless's face. Uh, So it's been hubless all along, which we're going to take out in the finale here, the bright side of the moon. starts off with Max giving an address to the country, saying he sent everyone a complimentary aerosol can. Uh, let's get to spraying America. Let's heat this mother up. <laughs> Which I... It's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Sam is despondent. You know, he's looking out the window and we can hear, like, distant gunfire and screaming. Like, you know, Max mm-hmm. is not running the country well. <laughs> uh, mm. But he's more sad uh, because, you know, he's just trying to figure out who Roy G. Biv is. And we think, okay, you know, solving this mystery is going to be what this episode's about. But he starts doing, like, you know, free association with Max. Uh, like did, Batman stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like how, how Batman figures out, like, oh, Riddler, like River, River Bank, first, first bank of Gotham, firstborn, <laughs> you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, saying like, oh, yeah, uh, the, the word mourning uh is you know some kind of uh ancient language uh for he who destroys the hypnotic rainbow man <laughs> and they figure the 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 culprit is the one person who has never said the word mourning to him i haven't gone and checked this but i assume it's true uh so uh the only person who has never said that word is hugh bliss yeah who who knows it, it's very hard for me to imagine like all the soda poppers said it mm-hmm. you know as well like maybe maybe you know but like there's a lot of small characters yeah in this did lincoln say it you know it's just it's it's uh it's just it's just a goofy joke i think uh because it's it's immediately undercut the the commissioner calls and says i figured it out it's you bliss <laughs> uh, and it's a we find out bliss is at this exclusive prismatology retreat on the moon it's a place called the blister of tranquility uh so we have to go to the moon mm-hmm. uh, and we spend almost this entire episode or basically this whole episode up mm-hmm. there Yes. Uh, we spend a little bit of time on the ground, but we spend a lot of time on the moon, which is cool. Yeah. 
Uh, you can just walk around on the moon. There's atmosphere. The DeSoto will take you back and forth. I just, I just love mm-hmm. that they're like, fuck it. Just roll with it. <laughs> yeah, it does not matter. Yeah. Uh, once you're up there, uh, the mole is running this gift shop on the surface of the moon. Uh, you know, just selling uh, cheap crap. Uh, and there's like a little display at the back, you know, one showing uh, Hubeless's conspiracy, which is fun. Uh, but there's also uh, in this little uh, kind of snow globe case, this uh, spoon bending talisman. It was kind of one of the first tricks that uh, that uh, Bliss uh, did. And it's here commemorating it. It's inside this unbreakable case. You can grab it, but the mole will frisk you on the way out. So the way that you get it out is to feed it to Max. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is this episode is kind of how they bring every like the place where they bring everyone back, except well. for Brady this Culture. Is, it's weird. Yeah, except for Brady Culture who disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone else gets a little cameo. I didn't even like uh, Brady here. Culture that much. It's just weird that he's gone. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just I, I didn't. You don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> you know, isn't it kind of strange? Um, the uh, so when Max swallows it, uh, you can get this, but then we need to get him to to puke it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to, to get it out. Um, these little talismans act as like superpowers. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like what you use for a lot of the puzzles here are these little magical power things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lunar lander here, but they lock the keys inside it, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, even having keys is pretty good. Um, <laughs> so we have to get the coat hanger, uh, from the TV, uh, to get them. And if we do this, the, uh, lunar lander just, uh, we drive it, just flies up and crashes in the same place. Right. Uh, it is a puzzle element to be used for something different mm-hmm. a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, the way to the blister of tranquility uh, is guarded by none other, uh, none other than uh, super ball who has fully converted to prismatology. And he finally feels mm-hmm. appreciated <laughs> um, and he will not let us in. You need to be the highest level prismatologist uh, to get in. Uh, you need to get a spectrum analysis. You need to be level red, uh, which means you have to rub this uh, little unicorn <laughs> uh that uh acts like a mood ring so uh you gotta you gotta heat this heat it up uh which means you know you get this unicorn and you have to you can uh, uh try a bunch of different things but the solution is to microwave it at bosco's uh to turn the horn red so we got to go check out the neighborhood yeah and obviously level red prismatologist is a scientology yes joke yeah. even Again, like, firmly placing this in the mid 2000s yes even uh emetics it just uh, as a play on uh, dianetics yeah, except for puking, of and the, the cover of that is him puking up a rainbow, <laughs> like a like an emetic uh, medicine. Yeah, like the emetic poisons we get in Hitman. Mm-hmm. Um, checking out, you know, checking in our friends. Uh, Sybil's new job is she's the queen of Canada, uh, because she answered a classified ad. Uh, very <laughs> cute. You know, you can say why are you up here uh, or why you're still in the United States, and she's like, "Are you kidding me? It's freezing up there." <laughs> um, pretty cute. Jimmy's down here. He's holding on to this bent parking meter and just says to uh, mind our own business. Uh, we hit that parking meter. We can look at it yep. early on. Uh, it was the last time we lit uh, Sam drive or the mm-hmm. Max drive. Yeah. Rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you go over to Bosco's, uh, he's decided to go full Mrs. Doubtfire. He's uh, disguised himself as his own mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Bosco. Um, this is where he does the joke where he's selling the earthquake maker for a hundred trillion dollars and uh, <laughs> calls us out for being willing to pay it. Yeah. Um, we go to our office each after each episode, we can go in our closet and there's like a little thing, like a little memento mm-hmm. of each case. Um, after the third one, the memento we kept was Leonard steak charmer <laughs> uh, tied up in the closet, but now he's actually use, uh, useful for a, a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get the deed to the United States. Very funny idea. Uh, and Max fed it to him. Yes. Um, 
So we need him to puke. Puke <laughs> it up. So you take yeah. the take the unicorn, which you microwaved and turned red, uh, and uh, give it to Super Ball, uh, who <laughs> I love his response. I'm utterly, I'm utterly flabbergasted, sir. I'd suspect a trick, but surely no level red prismatologist would stoop so low. Yeah, <laughs> cute little language bit. Um, and you get into the blister of tranquility, which is a weird little, uh, it's a weird little, uh, like a theme park that's full of like, uh, spoons and there's a roller coaster that goes around on a rainbow track and kind of our entire rogues gallery is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's hanging out. Yeah. Uh, the, the head of Ubleth says like the, soon the entire planet will be under his spell. Uh, and Max is into this, you know, entire, mm-hmm. uh, planet of prismatologists is like a dream. Um, we kind of look through a lot of people have be- been com- converted mm-hmm. um including our, our goldfish here our ant farm uh <laughs> i think when you click on the ant farm earlier it's like the perfect thing for a slaver on a budget <laughs> or something yeah it's <laughs> just like uh pretty good um the head of labor abraham lincoln uh not Labraham, mm-hmm. uh like going into going into Labraham lincoln <laughs> my new euphemism for uh, giving birth um is here uh studying the power to uh gastrokinesis which makes people vomit Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he's like, he's sad. He's not sad because he lost the election, you know, because only a great a sociopath masochist would want that thankful, thankless job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh Max is, uh, flattered that, uh, that Lincoln mm-hmm. would call him a great a, uh, great, great a sociopath, uh, which mm-hmm. is nice. No, he's, he's bummed out. Uh, he's lovelorn. Uh, you know, he fell in love with Sybil at first sight, but because of the circumstances we arranged, she hates his guts. You know, she, uh, he embarrassed her on live television. Yeah. Uh, so, so we have Lincoln give her a call and we Sereno to Bergiak him. Yeah. Uh, we whisper in the correct responses, uh, to things she would like based on, uh, things that we've seen in her office. Yeah. So there's a sign uh, that says relax. You know, it's like, oh, I believe relaxing. Uh, you know, you can call her a foxy lady. And, uh, you know, she's got like a stuffed fox uh, near the door. Uh, just stuff like yeah. that. Yep. Uh, this get, he gives up his uh, gastrokinesis uh, talisman, which we they can use to make people throw up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we make Leonard throw up the deed of the United States. Um, we can't sell it. You know, we're <laughs> trying to sell it to get money to get this earthquake machine, but nobody will buy it. Symbol's <laughs> uh, line. Really good joke Th- that's here. a lot of money uh, <laughs> for something that has Alabama in it. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Um, yeah, you can make uh, Max throw up the uh, the uh, the case that you fed him. Uh, supposedly, it's unbreakable, but you can have the lunar lander uh, crash into it, uh, breaking mm-hmm. it open and getting us the uh, the spoon, uh, which lets us bend things, bend metal things. Uh, Philo Pennysworth, the uh, chicken actor, is in the blister. Uh, Sam calls him Mister Featherly, his uh, stage name. Here, mm-hmm. even though the show was canceled after our one episode, mm-hmm. uh, he's trying to pull a rat from a hat, uh, like you know, the magician's trick, but cannot get a good hold on Jimmy. So we go down with our spoon and unbend the parking uh, meter, which flings Jimmy free so Philo can grab him through yes. the hat. Uh, here, uh, he remembers he hates rats and hands over the hat. Uh, we're just collecting adventure game objects, basically. Yeah, yeah. So now we can pull a we can pull a rat. We can we can get Jimmy where whenever we need to. Uh that'll come up later. Uh the cops are here, the uh, the the obsolete technology. Uh and they are trying to they're doing introspection. They're looking inside themselves, uh, which involves seeing through lead, uh, because they're outdated. They're made entirely of lead. They're trying to uh uh create an unbeatable AI. 
um, and they're you know you know doing that in order to create uh, an unbeatable uh, game. They give this big setup. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a space marine who's woken up. There's a you know an ancient evil is awakened. Blah blah blah. Uh, but the game itself is just tic tac doom, which isn't just a uh, tic tac toe game, but it is an incredibly easy tic tac toe game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this is pretty clever. I like this a like, lot. Yeah, like you you can just win it and this is discourages them, but you need to encourage them. So you mm-hmm. have to purposely lose tic-tac-toe against somebody else trying to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like, that'd be a fun tic-tac-toe variant to do in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, like purposely losing tic-tac-toe. It's like, it's very easy to get a cat's game Yeah, uh, in, in, in tic-tac-toe. But uh, it's just a little clever twist on this, mm-hmm. the silliness. Yeah, uh, Doing so, you know, if they, they're encouraged, they give you the talisman of lead vision. Um, so we can now ride this elevator up uh, to confront Hugh Bliss. Um, we look through this lead door, see there's a bowling ball on a spoon above the open button, which we can bend the spoon uh, now that we can see it and get in there. <laughs> um, and Hugh Bliss is cornered uh, up here in this inner sanctum, kind of a control room with a ring of statues of himself. Um, and he decides to, uh, to activate his plan. He says, hi, I'm Hugh Bliss, and now so are all of you. Uh, he yep. takes his place at the center of this, uh, uh, you know, uh, rainbow of lasers and projects a hypno beam out to all of Earth to, uh, to blissify uh, the entire human population. Yes. Uh, you never would have guessed it, but Hugh Bliss is the same thing as John Sublime from New X Men. I, I love that turn so fucking much. It's so on. It's pretty unexpected. Yeah, <laughs> I did not expect Hugh Bliss to be John Sublime. Yep. <laughs> um. So, uh, you know, there's only one force that's chaotic and non-blissful enough to stop him, uh, which is Max. Uh, so he and he knows this. So to stop that from happening, he dismantles him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he takes it by takes out his sins, the yep. things that make him not blissful. Yeah. Uh, here. Uh, so yeah. it takes away Max's wrathful hand, uh, which just, you mm-hmm. know, shoots everybody, uh, takes away his gluttonous stomach, uh, and his slothful tail. Uh, and all of these parts when removed from Max are attached to these, um, you know, multicolored doppelgangers who embody those traits of him and run off. Uh, and yep. Max prime is this blissed out zombie who is creepily missing all those parts. Yeah. Uh, and thus giving us three things to do. Mm hmm. You know, to uh, to go uh, kill these other Maxes and get the parts back. Yes. You know, so uh, Wrath Max is on the roller coaster, uh, just shooting in the air wildly, jumping around. Um, we had to wait until they're in the car and then shoot the button to uh, to make the roller coaster go and then bend the spork at one part, which will cut off the hand. As it passes by, the uh, the chromatic Max dies, and we put the hand back on Max, <laughs> which gives him the desire to shoot wildly again. Yeah, and he just fires wildly at his friend. Uh, which is mm-hmm. good. Uh, Sloth Max is outside of the entrance to the uh, to the blister. Uh, he's fully black pilled. <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. everybody should just lay down and die. Uh, and you can't flip him over. You know, just he's just he's just dead weight. Uh, so this will be the uh, the the use for the for the earthquake maker. Uh, but the uh, you know, but we need the hundred. We need the trillion dollars uh, to make that happen. Fortunately, when we go back to the neighborhood, everybody has been cl- completely blissed out, which means uh, Sybil will agree to uh, to the transaction. Uh, she will buy the deed to the United States to make it into Lower Saskatchewan. Um, oh, and cute. <laughs> even cuter, she'll pay for it with a one trillion Canadian dollar bill, uh, which has Celine Dion on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And uh, you can take it over to Bosco, who will sell you the device, which actually is like impressive technology this time. Yeah, it's the genetic engineered bug in this. Yeah. You know, he, he hits about two out of every six times. <laughs> uh, it's a remote that will crash his satellite into the moon <laughs> or, or wherever you like it. So you crash into the moon, which causes Sloth Max to flip over so you mm -hmm. can rip off his tail yeah. uh, here. Uh, Glenn Max is in uh, Bosco's eating everything. Um, so you, uh, you grab, uh, Jimmy through the hat, Jimmy, the rat feed him to max and then, uh, pull Jimmy and Max's stomach out of the hat. Mm -hmm. Uh, not sure exactly how that works, but it's pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, and I'll take it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Max is whole again and, uh, he's all mm -hmm. warm inside. Like his belly is a cozy place where flavored popcorn and sugar drinks can meet and mingle and same buddy meet flavored popcorn's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so now we got our boy back. And we're final for ready for the final uh, showdown. Yes. Here. <laughs> so um, we go up to you, Bliss's inner sanctum, uh, and Max immediately uh, knocks Bliss out of uh, out of his crystal and takes his place, which uh, has the uh, the secondary effect of maxifying the entire world. Mm -hmm. We don't uh, we don't get all of the consequences of that. <laughs> uh, just uh, just you know just yet. Um, and blue fit uh, blue Fliss, man. Yeah, it's fine. You're good, uh, buddy. Hugh Bliss, Don't worry. Uh, is uh, is very angry about this, uh, and here this is where he reveals he's a John Sublime. He's yeah. a spacefaring colony of bacteria that feeds on endorphins, so bullets cannot uh, cannot kill him. This is really you know? dis this is disillusioning to Max. Uh, although he, uh, you know, he gets it. So you don't care if people are happy at all. You just want to eat till you drop. I hear that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I get it. Yeah, uh, and this introduces, of course, like our kind of irritating final puzzle mm -hmm. uh, for the thing where you just kind of, tr you know, go in a loop between these different, um, you know, uh, stage vision things that he's going to kill you on TV, you know, for revenge uh, here, but we can use the spoon bending talisman to get the magician's talisman. Well, let's just swap places. You think that would be the end of it, you mm -hmm. know, cause it would, it would swap places and Hugh Bliss would get sawed in half, but he's a bacteria still. Yeah. So uh, this took me a while to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, so I ended up doing a lot of loops and watching a lot of unskippable animations. Yeah, yeah, uh, which left a pretty nasty taste in my mouth. Uh, right at the end, yeah, this last puzzle. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, bad, bad last impression. Like I, I think what you like the actual thing that you do is clever. The interface for achieving it is bad. Yeah, it's it, you know it's fine. Yeah, you know you 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 the lunar lander is here and you saw uh, one of the legs so it leans so mm -hmm. when you can turn it on the uh, the jet. Um, you know, you put, you get Hugh in the tank of water, like that trick, and then you put, use the jet on the water to boil it yeah. while he's in there. Pasteurizing him. You know, it's the one thing that'll yeah. kill bacteria. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this leads to, uh, possibly my favorite line, or at least it's a huge, uh, it's a huge payoff. Uh, Max takes a drink from the tank, uh, and says, and with my next number one, I shall give birth to the cult of diuretics, <laughs> which is really good. It's cute. Super yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, so now we have to go back and knock everyone out because everyone's hypnotized into being Max, you know, uh, Max wonders where his other boxing glove is and Sam gives it to him thinking he's saving it for a surprise. And they have this little heart heartfelt moment where they hug. Yeah. You know? You're the best friend I ever had, Sam. And you're mine, little buddy. Now let's go save the world. And we get like over the credits, uh, them going around and bopping all the characters who are, who are acting like Max. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that's the end of the game. Yeah. That's the end of the season. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like super cute. Yeah. It's not like, it's funny. Cause it's like, 
playing through it, it's very, uh, I'm glad that we have all this vocabulary so we can, we can differentiate between like hilarious and amusing, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's, it's full of smile out loud moments. Yeah. You know, just like, huh. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's, it's real warm, fuzzy, like non-offensive, gentle humor at a consistent drip. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not doing, one of the things I was thinking about is that if, if it had been a while since we'd done like a funny game, you know, this would maybe hit a little bit harder, Right. but it's tough because we just did the Stanley parable, which is laugh out loud, funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not laugh out loud, funny. It's much more like, like a Looney Tunes thing where it's like, okay, you know, this is some shtick. Mm -hmm. I get it. It's shtick. I just, you know, I, yeah, it's stick. And I just, I, I like these characters. I like their dynamic and I like their world, you know? So like it, it, the, that, that charm goes a long way when, you know, usually charm is not a, uh, you know, it's not a currency that spends too well on the show. You know, it like, yeah. it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't paper over kind of the mechanical problems, you know? And I would be, I think that I would be more harsh on that if they didn't kind of straighten out any of the later seasons, you know, kind of didn't, uh, um, show growth on Telltale's part. Yeah. You know, well, even the later episodes, yes. you know, this, I think things show growth, Yeah, you know, it's, it's a weird, I don't remember exactly how I felt like when I first played the first episode, but mm-hmm. they definitely improve. Yeah. It just is. It's one of those things, uh, to me where it's like a, a case of measured expectations, Yes. You know, like by no means as an adventure game fan, do I feel like, you know, I would recommend anyone drop everything Yeah, to play the Telltale Sam and Max adventure games. Mm-hmm. Like they are consistently charming. You get to spend some time in that world, you know, which there's, there's a comic and there's a cartoon and there's the original game, you know, mm-hmm. as well. So there's not tons of places to spend time in that world. If you are thirsty for that world, this is another source of it. Yes. You know, as a video game, it's, I think there are probably, you know, better things to do with your time. Like I don't, I don't regret going through these again, mm-hmm. but I, I think I'm fine to say goodbye to them. I don't think I'm going to play these ever again. Play yeah. them when they came out, play them now. I'm good. Yeah. You know, I haven't played so. season two and three. So like when these get their, like when those get their remasters, you know, I could, you know, I, I have a little bit more of an appetite uh, for, for them. But then again, I also mm-hmm. always say that. <laughs> You do so, say that about every single thing we do for the show. I do. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, and uh, the nice thing is there's no, no, nobody's keeping you accountable. I know. Right. You know, yeah, you don't have to, <laughs> um, you know, it's just, a, it's just a weird, I mean, that's, it's, it's funny. Cause like saying that as a joke, but that's really where this lands for me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like this thing where in an earlier age where I had a deficit of entertainment, mm-hmm. like I would make time for this. Yeah. As of now, I don't don't quite think like when those come out again. I'm curious about them, but I don't think they quite clear the bar. Yeah, for me, I probably would rather do other stuff instead. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, for, for, uh, for me, I'm also I'm also curious about the ways in which it gets uh it gets better. You know, yeah. Like I just I, it, I it never does, I, mean, I never played those the, the you know those two seasons. So yeah, it does it does address a lot of the stuff uh, yeah. specifically in season three and season two is more of the same and that's it's good. Yeah, you know, uh, it just it is a weird for me. Like as far as things we've done on the show, this might illustrate the like good but not good enough yeah, place for yeah. me better than anything we've done for a while. Yeah, like it's good. It's good. It's not you know it's pleasant. It was a pleasant way to spend time. I smiled out loud a lot. Some of the puzzles were mild challenges that felt mildly mm-hmm. good. Yeah, 
And I like these two characters a lot. I miss my, I used to have um, a little ceramic Salmon Max toy mm. uh, that came with like a collector's edition thing with the comic. Yeah. Um, and I lost all parts of that except for my Salmon Max shot glass. That's the only thing that still exists. So I still mm. have my Salmon Max shot glass. Like, I love these characters. Yeah. Um, you know, I like that comic quite a bit. It's just uh, as a game experience. Yeah. Just a little bit, a little bit too little for me. Fucking reprint the comics. Like, it shouldn't be a $300 oh, yeah. like omnibus, please. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, and the the cartoon is cute as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if if people have never seen it, like it's it's, uh, it is what this is. You know, you have to be in the market for kind of animaniacs Yeah, yes, but it is uh, it is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So if you have anything to say about Sound Max Save the World, hit us up at duckfeed.tv/contact by the fifteenth of August. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, if you have anything to say about Paradise Killer or Chrono Trigger, yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, those games coming up. Uh, uh, Chrono Trigger is a premium episode. So the, mm-hmm. uh, full version of that, of that will be available for our patrons, but everybody will get to hear kind of the, uh, the generalities. Uh, if you have thoughts about September's games, uh, right in by, uh, September the 15th, those games are Katana Zero, Sonic 2, uh, Singularity, uh, the, uh, mid 2000s shooter, uh, and Darkest Dungeon, which is the premium episode for that month. Yeah, uh, that is an episode, a game without like a lot of plot. Mm-hmm. So uh, the generalities of that are going to be uh, the basic rhythm. And then when we start getting to the nitty gritty of the biomes, the bosses and the classes, yeah. that'll be the bulk of the episode. Yes. Um, so uh, just know that the uh, the the real meat is going to be a premium. Yes. Premium bad boy for that one. Um, yeah. And we have cool stuff coming up after that as well. We do. If you want to support us, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. You can still sponsor an episode, but it will be, uh, we'll do it next year because mm-hmm. uh, we are all booked up for this year. Uh, but you can still pop in at $5, get all our premium episodes, get bonus shows, get a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Cinderolf for, uh, for oh, yeah. uh, getting Big us thanks. to play this. I, you know, just, yeah. the, and reminding me that Sam and Max is good. Sam and Max, does. very good. Yes. Um, anything else? Um, not that I can, not that I can think of. Uh, and, uh, until next time, watch out for Max. He seems real, like a uh, real unpredictable little buddy. He's real cute. And then he shoots you. Yeah. You know, and then you die just like regular blood and death and everything. It, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm human. This is the real world, Max. Mm-hmm. Max, grow up. <laughs>